Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. We are uh, excited to be with you today. Lots to get to. The head coach, this is where all the head coaches, opposing head coaches, they always come here first, and then everybody else tries to scramble. Let's go get this guy. Mosley and Toll had him on. Let's go get him. But uh, excited to have Ron Cooper today at 3.30. All right? That'll be uh, not that long away here. That'll be about 26 minutes away, and we'll hear from the head coach at Long Island, the Sharks. LIU come into town. Bears needing a victory and uh, Aaron will be uh, producing, directing, as always. And we do have Drake Toll with us all the way to 5 o'clock today. And I've already been on the phone with him. There's a lot that he has on his mind, a lot he wants to weigh in on. And so, you know, I want him to, to be able to, uh, to do that. And uh, Drake, welcome to the program today. Hope you I hope you're having a tremendous day and that you've I heard I heard a rumor oh, yeah. you closed another Cowboys deal and um Cowboys our Cowboys uh radio, which of course you'll hear that game uh oh pregame will start up, I don't know, about two thirty or whatever. Um yep. and then uh the uh the actual game I think is a three twenty five kickoff against the Jets Sunday and people are signing up in drove to be part of our Cowboys coverage and be part of that game. Drake, um, can you tell us? I mean, I, sometimes you got to wait till these things are on the dotted line. Can you can you mention our newest Cowboys sponsor? All Around Maintenance is on board. All Around Maintenance. That's okay. right. Yeah, All Around okay. Maintenance is here with us. So any industrial cleaning needs, whether that's a school or a construction site, any of that, they, they take care of it. You know, you got a big office. You don't want to have to clean your own office. I don't want to clean my own office. If you own a mansion, you got like a 10-bedroom a mansion, they will come clean your mansion for you at an honest rate, too, gentleman's rate. Good people, all around maintenance. Big China Spring supporters, too. Oh, that's nice. Ooh, crossover. crossover. Ah, yeah. China Spring yep. supporters who also want to be a part of the Cowboys. And, and, and we probably... All right, have you run out of space yet, Drake? Or if you ha- do, we have like a oh one or no, two left. We got probably. a couple of these Cowboys spots left. So anybody that wants okay. to sponsor the Dallas Cowboys, I-, I see every Sunday, Matt. Every Sunday, I do this little party trick where I go and I sit on my roof and I ponder life. I pray a little bit, do a little Bible study. You know what I see on I thirty five? See cars, Matt. Uh-huh. I see lots and lots of cars, and they're driving up and down the road. And what do you think they're listening to on Sunday? Well, it could be you. Because in between the Dallas Cowboys being on the air, there are commercials. And that commercial could be you. You just reach out to me, you know. I like that. It's almost like those signs when you're driving down 35 and it said, 
you know, do you want to advertise or do you think advertising works? Right. And it'll say, right, right. well, it just did. It just did. Because, of course, they're like, it got our attention. I've always thought Drake, um, and I want to put you on this assignment. Yeah, please do. Like the Mosley show, given right. its huge ratings and, you know, we our did adding really you. Well. Yeah. Uh, like we ought to, as people drive into town for like eight home games this year, we got those digital boards. Not everything has to be about a cupcake or, mm. or uh, whatever the downtown, you know, antique shows or whatever that thing is. I mean, some of it could be about the Matt Mosley show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, wow. And, you know, places I've been, like where we were on the flagship, like yeah, uh, Rangers yeah. flagship, right. and, and they were on our station, they used to, like, have Mosley and Kalashaw posters up all over around the old Rangers ballpark, at Glo- the old Globe Life. and Like your uh, picture, school- your face at yeah, Ranger yeah, yeah. Ballpark. Oh, and uh, they used to have uh, ESPN, uh, ESPN 103.3, where I was on for 10 years, you would be driving down Central Expressway and see. Now they misspelled my name, which was always no way. I finally got like a big billboard in Dallas, and they misspelled my name. That's awesome. <laughs> Where's that, Aaron? What are they Mosby or instead of Mosley? No, or? no, no. There's always people want to add an extra e. Oh, okay. Like it's just M O S L E Y. Right. Or like sometimes M-O-S-E even like E-L-E-Y. on our own like website and stuff somebody'll <laughs> go, "Matt, do you know they misspelled your name?" and I'm like, "You know, hey, I've dealt hey, with this hey, all man. my life. I don't really care that much." But I did kind of care when it was like on a huge billboard and it was wrong. So yeah, they spell it M and and I also get mixed up with an old Redskins kicker. Anybody over the age of about 45 or 50 what desperately wants to call me Mark instead of Matt oh, wow. because there was a very famous Redskins kicker named Mark Mosley who started off his career by the way at A&M and finished up at SFA and um and he one year in a strike strike shortened year he was the league MVP he was the oh. he was the MVP of the NFL <laughs> and he was like the last of the straight on kickers he would just kind of walk up to it and just boot it instead of the soccer style kicking yeah. that we see today. But uh, but don't you? What do you think, Aaron? I mean, I think you would like that too. But a uh, the 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 Matt Mosley show with Drake Toll and Sexton, like kind of uh, the three of us up there smiling uh, on a billboard. Would y'all? Would you support that, Drake? I would be fine with that. Who gets to design the billboard? And also, where is... Oh, it's a digital... Like, we would have some say... Well, we still we have would to hire design somebody. It. Oh. Yeah, we would hire somebody to do... Or, like, do a nice promotional oh. photo. Like our buddy, uh, uh, you know, Coach Taft's grandson. Yeah. Who's always shooting pictures of you. Like, he would do a beautiful job with that. And then we would put it up on the digital board. And, um, and, and, and we would do it that way. And then uh, okay, so I, somebody else would, would create put, the ad for us. We'd put it on the digital board. Now, which would this go on I thirty five? Would it go yeah. on the the, the circle? Yeah, I put it out in Bellmead. I'd put it out in Bellmead as people are kind of starting to roll into by the town fruitcake after a, place, a Myers Lane. Yeah, I'd put it on the outskirts of town, right by the fruitcake I, place. Like I think if Baylor finds out, like if they put it too close to McLean, like Baylor will try. To, They'll try to say, no, we don't want mostly spoke. Even though I'm the biggest Baylor guy ever, I think Baylor might try to block, or maybe it's because of you they would block it. 
I think you might be onto something there, Matt. You are getting closer and closer to gold here. <laughs> That's right. That's I would say, Aaron, our her. best chance of this happening is Drake. Because here's what Drake does. Here's the way to make this happen. Yeah. You go to the you go to the um, the sign people, and somehow they're able to advertise with us, and we get our picture up there. Oh, and it's like a trade. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that too publicly. I probably just did, but <laughs> you did. That's yeah. absolutely what you just said, Matt. <laughs> you absolutely after, just said that. After I said it, I was like, I probably shouldn't. Drake, I've given you the blueprint. I've given <laughs> yeah. you the blueprint, and everybody else, this, Matt, get this done. Well, the good news is, let's see what time is it? Three eleven. Our our management is in what they call that the post day meeting. Uh-huh. All right, that they do, and they break everything down. And I don't think they're hearing this, but I think they would be excited about a uh, about a uh, sign being up. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Um, quickly, I, I want to get to a couple of Cowboys items, and in fact, some very funny stuff coming from Micah Parsons of the Cowboys, and it involves. The New York Giants game plan the other night. Uh, we will do that next. This is ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1 800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1 800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. 
Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit the BaylorLineFoundation.com. This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. <laughs> That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family, family makes, makes the, the difference. difference. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at RockMyMortgage.com today. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Mosley Show, Drake Toe, three to five. Drake's always sitting on go here in Sexton alongside, as always. Uh, Aaron, I was uh, in, in Drake. I was just looking, kind of getting ready for our big interview with Ron Cooper, the coach of Long Island. And, uh, Boy, he he had um, when he was at LSU, he had Brandon Peterson, Mo Claiborne. <laughs> Cowboys fans remember that all too well. And then, uh, and then he had the Honey Badger. Yeah, had the Honey Badger at one point. Yes, Durant, he did. Teron Matthew. Um, and golly, they LSU. Had the defensive player of the year in Peterson, Honey Badger the next year, and Mo Claiborne, 2010, 2011, and 2011. I guess Honey Badger and Claiborne both got awards in 2011. This excites me. This excites me. And in 95, Ron Cooper led the uh, nation in takeaways and finished ninth nationally in scoring defense. And 
He had uh, some amazing players over the years, including Robert Mathis, who went on to make six Pro Bowls with the Colts. AFC Defensive Player of the Year in 2013, Robert Mathis. So you're going to have to watch me, Drake, because I'm going to want to delve into this guy's career. But we do at some point need to ask him about, you know, what do you think about what do you think about Sawyer Robertson? What do you think about the Bears on offense? You know, all these kinds of questions. So, But I'm looking forward to that. That's going to happen at uh, 3.30 today, and we will get to that. Um, I, I brought up the thing about um, the Cowboys because I thought, I thought it was funny. It's always funny after a game when uh, one of the players looks back at that game. Today is Wednesday. The game happened Sunday night. 40 to nothing win. Parsons had a great game. Uh, he had a sack, and he was one of the big reasons other people had a bunch of sacks. Yeah. But despite the lopsided score, the Giants, as you recall, kept Daniel Jones in the game until the final possession. Tyrod Taylor finally got in there a little bit. Parsons on Tuesday on a podcast – Everybody's got one. His own podcast, right? Yeah, I think it's his he, own podcast. It's called The Edge with Micah Parsons. I get I it. See, I see what he did I there. Did, I, I think we ought to have him on. We could like have a meeting of the minds with some of our different podcasts. But anyway, he said, he said of of what they did. He said it's called protecting your guy. Something I thought the Giants should have done. I don't think Daniel Jones should have been in that game in the fourth quarter. I thought they should have protected him and pulled him out. Barring injury, their season would be over without Daniel Jones. Whoa. 100% Whoa. correct. I mean, he's right. He's saying the obvious. It's weird yeah. that someone would be so honest, but what he's saying is is right. I think he nailed it. <laughs> I just You just don't. You do not normally hear opposing defenders. They want to leave the guy out there forever. Here's a guy kind of thinking, while wanting to sack the guy, they sacked him seven times, he also has kind of some empathy, and he's also being critical of the Giants. Um, Dayball was asked about this Sunday, why Jones remained in the game when the outcome had been decided long ago, and he said, quote, to get something positive going. That's so dumb. This is why I don't like – for the most part, the quote-unquote old-school coaches, because they do things like this that we know now are bad, but they keep doing them because that's the way things are done and want something good to happen. When you're down 40 to nothing, you leave your franchise quarterback out there Mm -hmm. when the only thing that can happen is him getting hurt. And and to your point, Aaron Parsons also cited – I'm going to start listening to his podcast. He cited – what the Bengals did with Burrow in Sunday's lopsided loss to the Browns. Yeah, yeah. He said the Bengals made the smart decision by pulling Joe Burrow, saying, hey, we're going to submit. We're going to take our loss, and we're going to move on to the next week and get better. That's the best thing you can do. I, I've just found it very comical that the opposing player had to come out and do this. Now, you know, the New York media is all doing this. The rest of the NFL is like, why is he in there? But then this is the best player maybe in the NFL, the best defensive player in the NFL, sounding off on this. Yeah. 
Drake, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked the fact that this makes me want to check this podcast out, which, I, again, is uh, whatever I called it earlier, something about the, the edge. edge. Yeah, the yeah. edge. I, I think it's good that he's being honest. Again, he's just saying what we all know, that this was, was weird. It was very unserious to me. Like, obviously, Joe Burrow got taken out of the game because he's such a good quarterback. There's the respect for him from the coaching staff. There is uh, – uh, and to me, this is just disrespectful. Just to leave him out there is a, hey, you're not good enough for us to take you out of this game. You don't deserve to be treated like an A1 quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I I, uh, I, I thought it was you paid him all that money. It's supposed to be your guy. And, and, and to treat him like in, in this whole thing, like Aaron said, <laughs> to to get something going – Guys, is there something that could have happened down 40 to nothing that would have made everybody feel, hey, we should, hey, great, great job, went down there and scored. Way to go, Sterling Shepard. Oh, we got down there and scored. Nothing at that point was going to make anybody. In fact, it was just going to be more embarrassing if you were trying real hard to score at the end of the game. Um, <laughs> by the way, after the game the other night, as Demarcus Lawrence spoke after the, the game, uh, to reporters, a teammate could be heard in the background. <laughs> I love that they know this because this happened. Oprah was doing this many years ago. These guys are really young. They should not remember this. A teammate could be heard in the background doing an Oprah Winfrey imitation. <laughs> you get a sack. You get a sack. Oh, no. You get a sack. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's oh. good stuff right there. I mean that's how Oprah used to do it, but I mean that she was doing that Drake when you were a toddler. Yes, she was. And uh, and and these guys are just a little bit older than you, and they're all they're all doing the uh, Oprah. I like that. Um, all right, we do have the head football coach for Long Island, the Sharks. That is next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> The La Vega Coaches Show with Don Hyde is brought to you by Bush's Chicken, First Central Credit Union. The La Vega Pirates took on Midlothian Heritage, a school with a larger enrollment and a team ranked number seven in 5A Division II. Coach, despite the loss, what positives did you take from that contest? Yeah, I think we, uh, I think we grew up a little bit. You know, I think going into the game in the first half, we were a little shell-shocked, and uh, I think that was because our kids didn't really know if they could play with those guys and uh, I think they figured out through the course of the first half they could play with those guys regardless of their ranking. So, you know, uh, we uh, we just didn't get it done. You know, we're, we're a couple of plays away from probably being 3-0, and and uh, we just hadn't happened for us yet. We got a young football team. We're trying to get better every week. That game went to the fourth quarter, tied at 21. What was the difference in that fourth quarter? You know, they, they, they hit a big play. Uh, they got over the top, and, you know, they, they attacked one of our younger kids on the field. And, and uh, he just lost a guy in the shuffle. And, you know, we, we, we drove down and scored and got a holding call. And had a chance to, you know, if we wouldn't have got the holding call, had a chance to possibly tie the game up on two-point conversion. And then we just, you know, it became a defensive battle after that. And, you know, they made more plays than we did. Your defense held Heritage about 17 points below their scoring average. Who on defense played well in that game? 
I thought, well, I thought we all played pretty well. You know, we might, like I told you, we made some drastic changes uh, across the board, uh, moved some linebackers, defensive end to give us some more athleticism on the field and uh, had to move, had to move a freshman up to play middle linebacker for us. And uh, Caden Rowland, he did a fabulous job. And our defensive ends, uh, Devin Hill and, and Cade Balch, who'd been playing linebacker for us, did a great job up front. Our defensive tackle did a good job. You know, uh, some new kids we put on the field actually panned out really well for us. And so we were pleased with how we played defensively. Well, this week you take on one of the top teams from 3A Division One, the Lorena Leopards. They have a new head coach, so do you expect anything different from Lorena than what you've seen from them in previous matchups? I mean, I, I expect to see a, a team that's uh, well-coached and uh, disciplined and, and force you to beat them, and, uh, and, and that's what we're going to practice to starting with day on and trying to get better at what we do. ESPN Central Texas. Everything we do, we do for you. Are you looking for a new set of wheels? First Central Credit Union Auto Financing offers fast, complete coverage. Competitive rates and flexible terms make for a win in financing your next vehicle. A quick online application makes it easy to score the money you need at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. Bush's Chicken has a long tradition of being voted the best chicken in communities where we're located. People love our specials like Tender Tuesday and Happy Hour every day from 2 to 5 p.m. And Bush's believes in giving back to our communities. Most weeks throughout the year, Bush's Chicken is donating meals and our famous iced tea in support of area schools and churches. Stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Want to celebrate the Bears' big win or watch every road game on big screen TVs? Sound up loud and Bear fans all around? The Buckle is where you need to be. With a location just off campus, within walking distance of the stadium, the Buckle is a perfect den for food and beverages. Open two hours before kickoff. And get ready for the Buckle's full restaurant, opening in China Spring real soon. Drop on by the Buckle, the place for Bears to be. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. We all know high school football is huge in Texas. What else is huge is our selection of new Chevrolets and certified pre-owned vehicles at Chevy of West, home of Silverado City. And when you find new roads to Chevy of West, our award-winning team is here to help you find the perfect new Chevy, all with a free lifetime powertrain warranty. For our starting lineup of new Chevys and big savings, too, please visit ChevyofWest.com. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. 
When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle, we move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected, get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton here, and uh, Coach Ron Cooper, Long Island Sharks, coming into town. Coach, we've been excited to uh, visit with you. You know you're going to encounter some angry bears. They are 0-2, but you are a team that's looking for a win as well, but uh, I'm sure you see it on film and you saw it happen against Utah. Uh, you know you're you're looking against a uh, a desperate team on Saturday, but we're excited to have y'all come into town and and really appreciate you uh, being on with us. We well, appreciate you having me on. Appreciate this, yeah, Coach yeah. Uh, Matt. Matt, you mentioned you know a couple of teams both searching for a win this week. When you look at film and see this Baylor team. Do you feel like there are some areas where Utah and Texas State have exploited that you and your squad can come in, exploit in Waco, and compete for a victory this week? Well, let me just say, you know, Dave Aranda and his staff, they're a great football staff. Them guys have been coaching a long time, and uh, they know how to fix what's been wrong. Uh, I, I think probably the Texas State game probably was a little bit of a surprise to them. Uh, you know, they played Utah tough. If you just look at them on film, especially on defense, their defense runs to the ball, gets after it, hits people. So there is no doubt in my mind those guys know what they're doing. They have their great staff. They've been coaching a long time, and uh, they're going to have their players ready to go. I wish they were 2-0 and not 0-2. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, they, they're they talented. They're still young at position, so I know he's he's going to fix some things. Their staff, you know, their staff been doing it. They know how to coach. They know how to get their team I'm sure the intensity level, just like in our practice, is picked up for this week. I'm sure their practice is picked up on a high intensity rate. And so there's no doubt that they'll be ready to play. And uh, we just got to go in, like, I, like I'm told, I've told our team, is all they can put out on the field is 11 at a time. And uh, let's, let's, let's play one play at a time, look at the scoreboard at halftime, and look up at it at the fourth quarter, see if we're in the game, and then we'll see and work from there. Is there an excitement level with your players with an opportunity to play a Power 5 team? Is it something, obviously, you needed to focus on those first two games, but even in the offseason, was it coming up? Is it something they've kind of been pointing to? Because, I, I, like you say, to put that kind of thing on tape against this caliber of talent, it's got to be a, a challenge and one that your guys are really looking forward to. Oh, our guys, is, I think it's a great experience for our guys, you know, I've coached a long time and been in a lot of these stadiums, a lot of these environments, but, you know, 99% of our team uh, has never. Uh, my staff, probably a couple of us have been, a couple of them have been in this environment, uh, you know, several times, but only a few have been in one or two times. So, mm. you know, it's exciting for our football team, exciting for our fans, our parents, our players to get to go there. I mean, it's, it's, it's a live stadium. I've been there before. I, I know how the students line up and, run to their seats so we're just looking forward to it we're going to come in and on friday and we're going to, we're going to get the, the initial shock out we're going to get a chance to walk in the stadium and see the locker room and walk the field and then uh when the whistle blows you know it's 11 on 11 
and uh, we got we got to play hard and see what happens. Coach, obviously later on this season you're, you're going to get a shot at teams in the NEC, but this is now the seventh time your program has played an FBS team all since 2021. How much of that in your couple of years now have you been a part of in scheduling, and do you like the amount of power teams your squad is playing? Well, you know, there's two. It's twofold. We, uh, I enjoy playing them. Sometimes, you know, what what it what it does is, you know, there is a semi payday with with most of the most of the schools, which helps our athletic department, helps our university, and it also helps us out in recruiting because we can say, hey, guys, you're going to get a chance to play at this place and that place. But uh, you know, those games are hard to win. I have been on the other side at the major major college, and I played. The, the the smaller schools and I've looked up at halftime and it's been 14 to 6 and we said oh wow what in the world's going on so I want us just to have that opportunity here to go in at halftime and say look guys look at the scoreboard we're in this game and and if that happens there's no pressure on us to win the football game the pressure's on the team we're playing so you know I'm telling our guys hey man we're gonna go have fun and we're gonna play full speed mm-hmm. and I've warned I've told them I said guys I know their staff I know the support staff, those guys are first class. There is no doubt that Coach Aranda and his staff are fixing what what was wrong and getting their younger players ready to play. And, uh, you know, are they playing? They have to, this is an important game. They've got a, another big one coming up next week, just like we've got open week and another big one coming up to that. So they're a good staff. They're going to have the team ready to go. We I know that. I'm not expecting a letdown. I'm expecting a team that's angry. As I said before, I wish they were two and zero and not zero and two. Yeah, you're 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 sounding more confident than I wanted you to sound. I, you know, as a Baylor uh, alum, <laughs> Ron, I'm not, it's uh... I'm, not, I'm not confident. I'm just I'm just stating facts that they're like, hey, we're going right now. Our team has nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah. I have nothing to lose. You know what I mean? I, there's yeah. nothing. I mean, but who else besides me thinks that we have a chance? So in that, I'm, uh, in that, I'm going to compete just like I've competed everywhere we've been. We're going to talk to players about competing, but uh, you know, I've, it's, I it's I if it, if it was in me to say, oh, we're going to get blown away, you know, I shouldn't be coaching this team. Nobody, yeah. nobody's coaching thinks that way. So we've we're going to plan. We've had a good week of practice. Intensity levels up. Uh, just like I know the intensity level is up at Baylor. Mm, yeah, Coach, uh, you know, I, I've looked around for it here, and, and maybe this is supposed to be under wraps, but Lucas Stanzani and the what he has done for this program the last couple of years, then going out of the game against Bryant, Chris Howell comes in at quarterback, so you had your backup in there for a while. What's the injury status of of your big your big starting QB? Uh, he's, he's, he's injured. I don't. It's, it's highly likely that he's going to play. He may. He, he'll he be on the trip. We'll evaluate it uh, tomorrow uh, at practice. Uh, but uh, we played both Greenwood and Howell last week, both of them are freshmen and a redshirt freshman, and both of them are talented. Uh, those two guys add a little, you know, they both can throw the ball and move around. They had a little bit more running ability to it. So uh, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Baylor plan for guys that can run and guys that can throw and, and uh, try to control the line of scrimmage. But, yeah, uh, I'll make a game-time decision, a probable decision probably on Friday morning as to whether or not he's going to go or not. Uh, right now we're going to play. Uh, if he doesn't play, we're going to play two quarterbacks. We'll play Greenwood and Isle. 
Okay. Can we call you again Friday to find out, Coach? <laughs> yes. Yeah, give me a call okay. Friday. That, that's right. <laughs> I, I'm going hey, to be in the stadium there. I'm, hey, I'm going to be in the stadium there. Let me see. We're going to be at the stadium at 345. Come on down and see us. <laughs> We'd love to do that. i uh, love to meet you guys as the Sharks come into town. Ron Cooper on with us, the head coach of Long Island, used to be the head coach at Louisville. You've had some really interesting stops, all kinds of SEC stops. I was looking at some of those DBs you coached at LSU, and I got to know some of those guys because I covered the Cowboys. Mo Claiborne shows up yeah. there. Uh, the Honey Badger obviously shows up, the Cardinals. and I mean, that, that's yeah. a pretty amazing. And you coached a lot of great players. But, boy, those LSU had about a three-year run, Peterson being one of those, uh, and that is that when I guess that's when you were at LSU. What was what yeah. was that like being uh, having that level of talent and then kind of getting them ready for the next level? Yeah, it's been it's been a fun it's been a fun ride. You know, it just wasn't there. We I had another group of I named them at South Carolina before I was there. A couple at Mississippi State and a couple at Wisconsin and several LSU probably took us over because we had the two Thorpe Award winners and uh, the two Ben Derrick Award winners and three SEC players of the year, you know, that, that was a good run. But, uh, you know, as I've, I was talking to the guys earlier, you know, I've been probably in every big atmosphere. I am just as excited when I take these guys that I coach now yeah. into play sacred heart, uh, just like I'm excited just as much as I was there, just like I'm excited about taking them into Baylor. You know, it's still football. It's still a game where the guys compete. The good thing about these guys is I can put them in full gear every day and hit and tackle, and they won't complain. Some of those old schools I've been with, if you took your guys, you talked about letting them make contact on Thursday at the game on Saturday, think you're crazy. So I love the guys we're coaching. I love the atmosphere that we have, and uh, we just got to build this the right way, and it's going to be good to take our team into Baylor and uh, see what happens. Yeah, Coach, I kind of want to ask something similar here. For you, having worked with the Nick Sabans and Steve Spurriers, Lou Holtz of the world, and then yourself, been the head coach at a program like Louisville or Eastern Michigan, Alabama A&M, uh, what your career has spanned and all that you've done from the NFL to the college game, what makes Long Island and this team stand out to you? What is special about this squad to you for you to be there? Yeah, this is a, this is a, you know, I, I looked at it and the, you know, I'm not at the end of my career, but I've been doing this 30, 38, 39 years. Yeah. And uh, when I had the opportunity to talk to the people here at Long Island about the job, uh, the athletic director at the time uh, was a graduate assistant for me years ago. Wow. And uh, we talked about it, you know, with the president and a couple of the people. We talked about it over a year, you know, and uh, and and uh, things seemed to work out. And I thought this was definitely the right fit uh, that was set for me uh, to finish my career up. And uh, what better place is to have a challenge to move a program to a Division One level. And uh, we've got we've got things that are in the works, you know, and uh, things are working the right way. We've got to get it and continue to build. And this is a place you can easily recruit to. You know, we're 22 miles from New York City. Yeah. You know, so, you know, guys can come here and see things they've never imagined. And uh, I've gone and recruited everywhere. And I just recruit in this part of the country. I've been to Florida, Georgia, Texas. we got guys. We got guys from all over, so it's been fun, and we're going to continue to build this the right way. And hopefully, one day we'll look up, and Long Island will be a name that Long Island University will be a name that uh, everybody knows. 
do you take them to like uh, Broadway plays on recruiting visits? What do you? What's the? What's kind of the go-to? We we can't take them there, but they can go to the city on their own. Uh, it's twenty-two miles, so within the thirty-mile range. But uh, there's there's enough stuff going on here to where our guys are truly happy and they have a heck of a time. The campus is a beautiful campus. You can get a great education, uh, and students are from all over the country. It's 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 a, it's, it's all over all over the world. And it is a it is a great place to be. So we can do some things. Uh, we we do some things in recruiting that's probably a little bit different that you can't do at other places. Uh, but uh, meaning there's there's we're in New York. You know we're we're 22 miles from the city. So I'm a, I'm an Alabama boy. You saw where I've been. Most of the time I've lived in the South. So you know I, I saw my first Broadway plays and all that stuff here too. So it's been fun. Wow. <laughs> Well, Coach, uh, I know we've talked a bit about the personnel that you guys are bringing into Waco. When you look at the Sawyer Robertsons or the Dominic Richardsons, who is it on this Baylor offense that stands out? An offense that struggled so much against Utah. Do you circle a player or two? You say, "Hey, we got to stop this guy to have success." Well, I I look at their their entire. You know, they do some things that are a little bit different, and uh, I, you know, they have. There, there are not many teams that have four tight ends on their roster and running backs. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know who's going to play quarterback. You, you can tell me, I hope, is, is a starter back or whatever. But, you know, I think they're big up front. They're, they're athletic enough. They're, they're young at some positions. Uh, I think the transfer center they have is, is a, you know, the kid from BYU, I think, is in a total. He's 100% an NFL player. Yeah. You know, we won't face anybody even close to that. They're hard-nosed. Uh, they they can put two three four tight ends on the field at the same time, which which you know nowadays in the in the nickel world of playing a nickel back makes it a little bit tough. The running backs both of their tough hard nose they run the ball, and uh, so I know if if I was Baylor and I, and LIU was coming in, coming in, I wouldn't I wouldn't play our defense in a way to where let's drop back and throw it. I'd play in a way to where we're gonna we're gonna buckle up our chin straps and we're gonna run it straight at you. So. Uh, we're looking forward to that. I think that's what's going to happen. If not, uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, but they they've got a good football team. Their defense now is like I, I don't know if you just put on the film. And I, I'm showing our defense to our one reel tomorrow. Their defense, you can put together about 25 plays where all 11 players are at the ball when the ball is tackled. Yeah. So when you're playing with that effort, you know. And in order to have a chance, our defense has to match that effort against their offense. So, uh, you know, Coach Aranda and his they're they're really good. You know, I know Grimes offensive coordinator, he's he's coached all over and he you know, he knows offensive line play, he knows offensive play. So again, I've been in their situation before on that level to where, you know, this is a must get it together this week before we start our play next week in state play versus Texas. So I'm looking for their best shot, uh, their best shot of playing 100% all out. I'm not looking for a team that's going to feel sorry for their sales as 0-2. You know, they, they came back and after a game where they should have been a letdown after Texas State, and they played a Utah team that beat SEC Florida and uh, so and, and should have had a, had a chance to win the game. All right, do you expect some – you said some Sharks fans are making the trip. Should we see – will we see some making some noise – do they do oh, anything yeah, like a do they do they have like a shark thing that they do with their arms or is there anything we should be looking for? You know, we make a bear claw 
at Baylor. Do the Sharks do anything in that regard? Well, you know, there's some people that will do some things, make a little fan deal up top. But other than that, uh, we're just getting hey, we're getting where that needs to be. We, I don't know if we'll have enough fans that's in that, everybody that's in that, the, the colors in the stand. Uh, I don't know if we'll stick out that much because, you know, the way, you're, the way they dress at Baylor and everybody's dressed in the colors, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I know how the students run on the field. And uh, I, like I said, I got to take my team in there tomorrow to walk around so they won't want to pull the cameras out and take pictures on oh. Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Coach, can we get you? You said you're a Southern boy. Can we get you some barbecue, some sweet tea? What do you oh. need? Oh, my. Hey, let me ask you something now. It's the wise trip. And my wife is trying to figure out, you know, there's this state place. And I talked to another coach, a couple of coaches, our strength coaches from Texas. He's like, how are we going to be in Texas? And and our and our the wives are going out to eat a steak at a steak place and not eat barbecue. That's right. You know, we're staying in Temple. If you know of a good barbecue place that we can change them to go to, please let me know. This is my cell phone just texted. Coach, go eat barbecue. Have your wives go eat barbecue at this place. They really want barbecue rather than that steak. Mm, Matt, we're well, sending them to Hellberg, I think. It's a little well, bit more of a drive, but we're sending them there. Hellberg is great, uh, and that's one of our sponsors. But I will say in Belton, which is right next to Temple, if you want to be a little closer, that uh, Miller uh, Miller is one coach to write down. It's like the Miller family barbecue, and that's a really cool place. And then there's another place called, like, Sheps, S-H-O-E-P-F-S. But that Miller is a nice kind of place with great barbecue, and they also have a real nice coffee shop. If you got some people, your wives and stuff, that are into coffee and that kind of thing, yeah. and you can get anything you need. Yeah. All right. I'm going to write it down right now. We're going my, 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 my Our new athletic director used to work for Matt Rule. He's sitting there looking at me. Uh, Ryan Kelly, he used to work for Matt Rule years ago when Matt was there. So he's, he's, he's our new athletic director. He was the deputy here, and he's sitting there in front of me. I'm, he's a young guy, young and sharp, but mm. I'm going to tell him he needs to help me find this barbecue place because I think mm-hmm. I'm going to have my wife bring me back some barbecue from there. That's great. You said he was at Baylor when Rule was at Baylor. He worked for Rule yes, prior to Baylor. He was in Waco. No, he was in Waco. He worked for oh, good. Rule at, at, in Waco. Well, what's his favorite barbecue restaurant? We're missing the obvious here. Does he not get a say in right. this? He said something called, what is it? V-Tech. Oh, yeah, the gut pack. And, and, and ask him about the gut pack, and then somebody will bring you one, and that is chopped uh, homemade sausage, chopped barbecue, onions, cheese, barbecue sauce, fritos is a major ingredient of that, and it all comes in. It's called the gut pack. You can do the baby gut pack or the full gut pack, and that is something you'll want to yeah, you'll wanna, you'll wanna think about. Well, we're staying in Temple, so we we got to get this Miller's. But I may I may have him just have me some gut pack after the game, so I'm you know, I can taste at least. <laughs> Rod, that was we're, we're, yeah. <laughs> after the game, I we were giving our kids have never had raising canes, so we're gonna give them a little raising canes after the game. Wow, <laughs> bring it on, Coach! Hey, you got to take it to Magnolia too. The cupcakes, all the all the wives go yeah. to Magnolia. We're, yeah, we're okay on that. But, uh, Coach, <laughs> thank, thank you um, thank you very much, and uh, we look forward to meeting you in person. Uh, I hope you play extremely well. I can't, I can't say that I wish you a victory, but I do hope you come out there and stay healthy and play extremely well in this game and, 
and uh, keep it keep it competitive. But we're really happy to have you on. Great to catch up with you. You've had a wonderful career, and it's kind of cool to see what you're doing there at Long Island. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Take care. You bet. Ron Cooper, there he goes. And um, I tell you, there was one point there, Drake, where uh, Ron got to talking about, like, you know, what do you think it could be at halftime? Uh, if it is 14 to 6, Baylor's got a little bit of a lead at halftime, that's going to not be a good environment. That's going to be a rough. That's going to be a bit of a rough environment. Well, there. it'll be me I... and you in the press box, and that'll be the only people who are still in the stadium <laughs> if that's the case, Matt. If this is a game at halftime, and, and no disrespect to, to Coach Cooper, obviously, and his team, and I think they're going to give their best effort, but this is a Baylor team that's going to have to play ticked off. Uh, they're they're going to have to play ticked off and come out hot. Otherwise, that if it's close at halftime, Coach Cooper's got a real shot to win that game. We got to look that up, by the way. I'm trying to. I I know that we, you and I, would recognize Ryan Kelly if he was on Rule staff. Uh, in fact, I'm going to look and see when he was at Baylor. But uh, I mean, that's pretty cool that Baylor's had Jeremiah Dickey under Mac, who's now the athletic director at Boise State, and now they have Ryan Kelly, who's the uh, uh, says he's helped steer LIU athletics to unprecedented heights and uh, i was gonna look back here and see when he uh yeah yeah so anyway that's kind of cool oh here it is he was the associate director of football ops that's right at baylor from 2016 through 2018 so that did coincide with uh rules showing up and taking over in 17 and uh, he was with him. Then went out to Long Island, and heck, he's he's already the the AD. How old a guy is this? Wow, he graduated college in 2011. So that uh-huh. that's 22 plus about 12. He, he's he's shy of 35, probably. <laughs> Young guy, um, and uh, Norwich University in Northfield, Vermont, is where he went to school and was a team captain there. So he came by it honestly from up there in the Northeast. Yeah. Ryan Kelly, now then the AD. just missed out on a Sugar Bowl in 2019. No. Yeah. We'll give him that one. He he hung around, did enough work. He he helped lay the foundation for that. Stuck around round. after 1 and 11, didn't he? <laughs> he did. And he's, and he's going out there to uh, LIU. They play in the NEC. The NEC Northeastern Conference? Was that what that would stand for? The NEC. Anyway, that, that sounds about right. Uh, but uh, very, very uh, good stuff there. And interesting what he was telling us. Game time decision on their quarterback, starting quarterback. Now, I thought he was saying, uh, Drake, he was about to say it's unlikely he plays. But he, he actually said it's likely that he plays. Again, I, I was a little confused there. I think that might said, be the point there, Matt. I think he might be. Uh... <laughs> no, he sounds like he would be very upfront with us and even to the point of touching base with us Friday to uh, to let us know the final decision there. Well, I love and that he effectively said, you can tell me who Baylor's starting quarterback is right now. It's not going to matter. I mean, he's, he's preparing for everything. Yeah, I think 
I think, obviously, we think it'll be uh, Sawyer. Uh, should be good to go because he played the rest of the game, even with that rolled ankle. And then their quarterback who started the season, Luca Stanzani, is, um, it, that will be a game-time decision. And I loved what he said, too, about... <laughs> about oh, oh. Okay, let's go to... Our uh, ESPN Central Texas newsroom, that is the breaking news sounder. Aaron, what do you have for us? It is bad news for the Texas Rangers and Texas Rangers fans. Max Scherzer out the rest of the regular season with a terrace major strain and unlikely he pitches in the postseason as well, according to general manager Chris Young. This reported by Mm. Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News. Thank you for, for letting us know. The Terra last night they were calling it tricep spasms. He didn't feel right. It happened on a curveball. He tried to throw to Biggio, I think, and it just didn't really drop in there quite. It just didn't feel right, and then he had to leave the game, and he, he knew it was spasms. He hadn't had this exact thing, but Aaron, say that again, a terrace, which obviously is a part of the arm muscle. What, what, what is the actual injury? What are they calling it? Uh, they are calling it a terrace major injury, T-E-R-E-S. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce that. Uh-huh, so. uh-huh. And you said the word major. Okay, terrace, but that's just the name of the, the muscle group there or whatever. Okay. Correct. Um This does not necessarily mean, I think, any pitcher arm injury. We always start thinking of Tommy John, all that kind of stuff. Certainly doesn't mean that, doesn't sound like. But it's really bad news because it's highly unlikely that he'll be able to rejoin them in the postseason. And he was brought in to be their ace and uh, tr- a really bad setback for a guy who was pitching well last night, left with a 3 nothing lead in that game and, uh, and, and threw five and a third, was, play- was really pitching well and will now be out for the rest of the season. And to his credit, after the game, guys, it was amazing to sit there. Players don't usually like to talk about their injuries, especially in baseball. And he he just answered every question, talked about exactly what it felt like, some of the other injuries he'd had over the years, gave a history of what he dealt with. And now Max Scherzer uh, uh, seemingly out for the season for the Texas Rangers. Real big-time gut punch there. All right, um, we are going to have a discussion. We need to have it. Uh, I was listening to Mac uh, talk today, listening to some of the things that are being written and talked about. Um, Let's kind of talk about, and I think Drake's got a lot of interesting things to share on this front, but let's talk about where this fan base is and is there, you know, the communication between what the fan base wants uh, and what the department is giving them right now, is there some sort of divide? Uh, we'll have a discussion, and we're open to hearing from you on this as well. You can text us or call us, 254-662-1660. That is next. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Jets, live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Oh, how great it would feel to have your 20-year-old knees, shoulders, hips, and back. You know, you don't think about your pains when you're in your 20s or 30s, but you wish you could get that body back when you're in your 60s. 
I think QC did that for me. For Patrick, it started with a simple phone call to QC Kinetics. One day I was driving and I just heard the radio and I pulled over and took the number and I called them when I got home. Maybe that's you and you're listening right now. Why wait? QC Kinetics Regenerative Treatments uses your body's own natural biologics to heal and restore damaged tissue without invasive surgery or harmful drugs. And as for the results... My knees are as good as they were when I was in my 20s. I'm really happy with what happened. For Patrick, it's like QC Kinetics turned back the clock. Now it's your turn. Call QC Kinetics today for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Royal Pizza in Clifton is sure to whet your appetite, serving the best pizza around. Check out their world-class bacon cheeseburger pizza or their pepperoni extreme. Twice the cheese, twice the pepperoni. Royal Pizza also serves pasta, specialty calzones, salads, and don't forget the wings. Open Monday through Thursday to 9, Friday and Saturday till 10, Sundays till 7. And on Friday night, home football games are open until midnight. Dine in, call in for pickup, or they will deliver. Royal Pizza located at 602 South Avenue G in Clifton. Dooley Noted Law is a firm without the sledgehammer. I'm Michael Dooley, and you don't have to press one to talk. I'm not a fast food restaurant, and I don't wear a suit and tie, unless you want me to. I've met so many Central Texans who want to start a business with an online service. Cheap on the front end, but it creates a poor foundation. Dooley Noted Law creates an affordable, strong base to keep the money that you've earned in your pocket. Let's meet at DooleyNoted.com, a human side of the law. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Built to do more for less. That's the way we roll. With our new Kubota BX1880 package from WC Tractor. This four-wheel drive tractor is neatly packaged with loader, bucket, and shredder. For as little as $299 a month, take care of landscaping, gardening, and general maintenance without breaking the bank. Think of all the jobs you can do with your new Kubota. Payments are valid now through September 30th. Visit WCKubota.com or go to KubotaUSA.com for more info. 
Qualifications and rules apply. See Jinko FCU for detail. Warning, free Jinko Kasasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Jinko debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Jinko branch office. This has been a financial health advisory, courtesy of Jinko FCU. My money, my future, my credit union, from the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton, Drake, uh, good stuff, by the way. Ron Cooper, knew he would like him, knew he'd enjoy him, but he's fired up. He's ready to go. They're going to be out there Friday. He's wanting to know where to eat, all that. And uh, Long Island, he wants them to go see the stadium and everything and get all their pictures taken so that Friday or Saturday morning they're not all, you know, wide-eyed. I'm, I'm excited to see the Sharks. Now, the Bears need to dispose of the Sharks in a hurry. Okay, this cannot turn into Shark Week. This would be a bad, bad thing if this game is close at all. But, um, but I, I, you know, great to visit with Ron and, and uh, Drake. Excellent work as we continue to land all the head coaches for every team <laughs> except one. All right, um, let's go here. Oh, breaking news here. Rangers ace Max Scherzer expected to miss the remainder of of the regular season with a strained terrace major, and that is the muscle that connects the scapula to the humerus. You kind of feel where the triceps and the humerus might be, uh, upper arm kind of, and then, of course, the scapula. We know what that is, kind of the neck bone or shoulder bone, as, as the case may be. Scherzer is, quote, unlikely to pitch in the playoffs, according to Rangers, GM Chris Young. Uh, all right, Drake, let's talk about this. Um, it, it, Baylor is, uh, we talked a little bit about it earlier this week. You know, it, when you lose and when you start 0 2, nothing tastes good. Everything's bad. Everything's uh, embarrassing. The field yells don't work. Right. The stuff the fans want doesn't work. The, the whoever used to be like the, the poor field. Um, and Drake, I'm glad you never did. You were more of a journalist. I mean, even though you like being in front of crowds, um, you never, um, as a student, I don't think did any of this, but the person, the mic man or whatever you call it, who has to talk on the stadium mic when things are Not going the PA poorly, guy, the, the in-game camera correct, on him. The guy. In, yeah. 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 He shows up in different sections when things are going poorly. Everybody hates that guy. Right. It doesn't matter how great they are. Like the, that one or two of those guys are like pastors in the area. Yes. They're great dudes. Yes. Those guys do a wonderful job. But if you're losing, nobody wants to see that guy, right? Nobody wants to go, hey, look up here in section 332. I've got, I've got the, this is the so-and-so uh, time. Nobody wants any of that stuff. Um, and so, Drake, I, part of this discussion is they're just losing and they got off to a horrible start this year. They're 0-2, so everybody's mad. But there is this thought that the the athletic department 
doesn't really listen always to the fan base. Mm -hmm. And some of this stuff comes down to, like, well, we want this kind of uniform. Hey, can we have our uh, – can we do the green on green this week? Can we do the black, the all blacks? Because everybody remembers during the Bryles era when they came out there and they're all blacks and they played Oklahoma or it would be a night game, it was unreal. As a youngster, Drake, there you were in, in Arkansas, either watching on TV or you probably got to come to a few of those games during the Bryles era. It was unreal. The atmosphere, yep. the offense – Everything about it, and of course, we all know what happened. We don't need to keep, you know. We always, right, right. We, right. we all know what happened to the end of that era. But that part of it was fun. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's. I think it's okay to admit we were all having an unbelievable time, winning a lot of games, and then being intimidating and having an intimidating fan base. Well, and Matt, the culture has certainly changed both inside the walls of the program and outside when it comes to the fan base. Here's one thing that I circle. The the firing of Art Bryles, it it feels like anything Bryles did that was associated with the word fun, oh, I don't know if we can do that because too many people are going to think that it has an Art Bryles tie, such as the blackout, right? Bryles loved the blackout. Bryles loved the jerseys, loved the, the autonomy and uniforms. So now it feels like, oh, if Baylor uses cool uniforms – they're just going back to what Art Bryles liked. Or if Baylor does a blackout, they're just going back to what Art Bryles liked. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not it. You, you can't allow one person to steal fun. You can't allow him to not only break down your entire football program with what happened in the scandal, but then behind it to leave a legacy of, ha, and now you can never have fun again. Because everything I did yeah. was fun, and the more you have fun, the more you're reminded of me. I think that's yeah. asinine. I think it's important. Yeah. Um, and, and there was a fan who wrote a big article recently and put it up on a site or something. I had to pay, so I didn't get to read it all. But I, the the whole spiel was about how you know there, there's a rift between fan engagement, a rift between the fan base, and and I do think this is we've come to a crossroads of people are not showing up to the games as much for whatever reason. The freshmen certainly didn't show up to the game. That was a, a Baylor line where only half, less than half of those who bought tickets or reserved tickets actually showed up. And the in-game stuff is frankly awful, not for a lack of effort. And I think there are some people at the highest levels, um, not even involving Mac Rhodes, who are probably shooting things down. I mean, I, I don't want to think, I cannot believe the entire fan engagement department is just full of ideas that have fallen so flat now for years that everybody is coming up with ideas that are just bad consistently. What? There's no way that's real. So I, I, I am confident that there is a rift between the fan base and the university yeah. here in some way. It's just a matter of pinpointing where it is and who cracks first. Does the university bow to the yeah. fans who pay you money, or do the fans have to accept, hmm, our game day experience is just going to stink? I, I don't – you know, I, I'm trying to think, if, if, if the Baylor were, were 2-0, and would we even be concerned about that in yes. talking about the – the the fan the in-game experience and and I don't even know <laughs> we were in 21 pay, Matt we I guess were I in pay 21 so little attention to some of this that I don't I don't come away from these things oh my gosh now I did notice and I brought this up the other day that the the basketball experience changed this year they got a new PA person and maybe the PA maybe it's been 2 years I don't know but they revved it up beyond belief and I mean, it 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 felt different, even in a season that wasn't Baylor's best. 
the, some of those environments, that Kansas environment was not pretty for Kansas. The fans were on them. Some of the stuff they were saying, I was like, are you kidding me? And I got to, after that one Kansas home game, Scott and I were laughing. Scott Drew, I walked out to the car with him afterwards. We were just laughing like, could you believe our fans? So something, there are some very positive things that have happened. What I don't, I don't see, what I don't remember is, are you telling me that in that 12-game win, that in that 12-game seat where they had the great season, you're telling me that folks were complaining about the in-game stuff even that season? Yes. Even in the really good season. I, I remember vividly. That's yeah, I when, see, no, really well, no, Matt, that. that is where yeah. the issues came about with the student section specifically. That's when the Baylor line started to be limited. So what you would see is a half full student section because the university chose to limit the students. That, and they were open about it. They were, the university came out and said, hey, we are limiting the amount of students who can run the line for whatever reason it was in 2021. So along with that, you had much worse crowds. Oh, because we had so many freshmen. I I remember some of this now. Uh, but we still have so many freshmen, and now everybody can run. So again, but something's some not adding reason. up there. There's something's not adding up here, and they've they've since done away with it. Thankfully, they listened to the fans on that one, did away with it. Okay, and the freshmen okay. responded by not showing up. But that was an issue that season. And and I the one thing that I do agree with again this was a, a fan wrote an article and I couldn't read it because it was a paywall thing I'm not gonna pay to read this thing uh, but somebody yeah, mentioned and by the way I'll say Colt's a friend of mine I'll say his name Colt Barber wrote the oh, is article that, that's not what I was talking about I was talking about a different one oh yeah sorry but yes I didn't I don't oh, okay I didn't see that one but yeah all right somebody mentioned something about 2019 and uh, Oklahoma and I think that's spot on that is spot on that 2019 Oklahoma 28-3 game was the best atmosphere. You had uh, promotional videos. Remember that that was the Sikkim Jesus game, which I don't condone the Sikkim Jesus thing. That was that was a little much. But they had the video of the Sooner Schooner tipping over. They had the Universal Studios video that says, OK, Boomer. It was a madhouse. They played Grove Street Party and everybody swaying back and forth at its past capacity crowd. It was a night game with College Game Day and ban engagement just let loose. No one had to ask the fans to cheer, and the music was great. The energy was great, and it was organic. And then Baylor decided post-COVID, there was a coaching change here, obviously, and it was decided, uh, that's not really our brand anymore. I just don't know. And the next big promotional— coaching change because i just can't imagine oh like head coaches yes what well, like, i literally I'm, trying to tell the fan engagement people like i don't even i feel like that should be like siloed off from each other like i know head coaches have their hands in everything because rules certainly did but golly that just seems like weird to me well that, like, and maybe that's coaches a, maybe it's a coincidence be, but the program goes as the head coach goes we we that has been said. That's a cliche that is true. The program goes as the head coach goes, uh, and I think what you see emulated in a fan engagement experience is what you see from Dave Aranda on the sideline. Hey everybody, please chant green. You guys chant gold. <laughs> That's that. I mean, am I wrong? Am I am I wrong? It, the the stadium <laughs> environment emulates the energy of the head coach or lack thereof. I think it emulates like what happened against Texas State, and then everybody. As you said, you know, there, there wasn't that great. I mean, again, it was hot, all that kind of stuff. But you think heat ever bothers some of these other fan bases? Right. It's still they hot sh- in College Station. They, 
They show up in droves, and the weather does not matter. Um, and and again, I was that was news to me. What you were saying the other day. Again, I don't. I never wanted to be one of these people, and I've seen people do this, like get on Twitter and shame like students. You haven't picked up your full allotment. I mean, I don't need to hear from a man of my age telling the students what to go do. If they don't want to go get their tickets, they're not right. going to do it. Now, why would that be the case? Well, to me, it's because they got a six-game losing streak, and nobody's really fired well, up about the program right now. People, sh- I mean, here let, let's look at this though. Let's look. There, like there that's are some. Why they're not all picking up their tickets? I don't. I don't know. I, I see. I, I can't. It's, I can't. It's I, a total scene type thing. If I you're was winning, a student. Everybody and, wants to be there. I disagree. I, I was a student in nineteen when Baylor was the beginning of that season. It was hey, maybe we go seven and five, maybe eight and four. Uh, and that for that UTSA game or the Abilene Christian game, whatever it was, everybody showed up. Everybody showed up, and it didn't matter if Baylor was going to be good or bad. We, as a freshman class, decided we get to run the line. We get to be on the field. That's awesome. And I guess these freshmen, there's a disconnect here, but also, Matt, I do want to mention this because I had some people complain to me, and I haven't talked to to Baylor administration about this, and I should. Because um, it's a, it's a great question. They mentioned, hey, these freshmen to run the line are pent up in a big in a big cage. They are. That's where you, I mean, I've done it. They are pent up in a big cage without water, and they are just like shoulder to shoulder. It's 140 degrees on the field, and they they don't have access to water or ways to just stay cool. And I get that. Like you go to an amusement park and you stand in line. What do they have? A fan with water blowing on you. Well, wait, how long is that? How long do they have to oh, be down there? Oh, it's a long time, Matt, because that is... Are you is, kidding that's, me? Like no, no, minutes? no. Oh, hours, Matt. Hours. You get there hours before the game and load up in this big cage so you can be at the front of the line. <laughs> so you're there two hours before the game sitting All in right. there. Well, that could be solved easily. You get water and, yeah, that needs to be... That, yeah, that probably case, should have been addressed a while ago. And they're sitting in there and they're sweating and they're getting thirsty and all that because you want them to have something left. To me, the Baylor line, even last week, looked fine to me. It, it, have it you seen spanned. the pictures, Matt? It is I at a fourth it, capacity, and Jovan Overshone said publicly that less than half of the students who reserved tickets showed up. I don't know how we can defend that. I don't know how we defend the line. To my eye, from where I was in the press box, it, I'm just, I mean, I'm, I believe that, it, that if Jovan said that, I just thought I thought they looked okay over there. My nephew was there. He was running. He was his friends were there. Maybe we need to I don't know. If the freshmen are not doing their job, you know what time it is, Drake. It's time to get some Fire of your the old AT buddies. No. No. Get, get them out of here. Let get, the seniors run the, the line gold, every week. Yeah, get some of the people gold jerseys that want to be there. But the women. Somebody made a great point on Twitter. Let all the women who could never run the line, let them do it every week. They'd run it every week. The women prior to 1990, whatever that year that was, they allowed women to start yes, running too 1995. Late. By the way, I was running it in 91, and I wish I had been like the one to say, why are the women not here with us? You know what? Because we were like, I mean, everybody, we did have dates at games and things, but it had just been an all-male deal, and like a lot of things in life, nobody ever kind of questioned it. I mean, the Chamber, by the time you got there, Drake, Chamber had I, I plenty of females. Well, there were never women in Chamber when we were in school. Like, that was unheard of. 
I mean, the first woman to be in chamber was probably 19, I don't know, 97 or 98 or something like that. Uh, so you never know why these things happen. Now, I, what could be the quickest fix? Okay, we're, t- we're coming up with um, issues. And by the way, people probably want to weigh in on this. The text line, if you want to, uh, 254-662-1660. We'll take calls, too. All right, we'll keep this going. If you want to call in and tell us about your what you think, maybe you have a solution. And maybe you think we're barking up the wrong tree. Obviously, Drake feels like the, the problem is a little more dire than I do, but it's because he's more connected and has friends that are still in school and all of that. And I, I'm just kind of like, well, if they want to show up, they can. Um, I've been showing up since I was a, a baby. I've been at all these games forever, through the horrible times, through the great times. And the only thing that makes me mad about the game experience is when people in my section, where my, our season tickets are, or my family's season tickets, 224, 221, when they give their tickets or sell their tickets to opposing fans. That's really the only thing that irritates me about these games is when I got OU and UT people that take over Baylor sections. And you know it's Baylor people selling their tickets or giving their tickets to these people. I don't even like it when they bring their friends to the game. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I, I am not, I do not do that. Like, I've never, I've got great friends that are Longhorns and TCU friends and all that. I would never in a million years dream of, like, bringing them into our section and saying, hey, y'all want to come sit with us? Like, that just, that's, that's foreign to me. Now, some people think that's a little harsh on my part. That's just kind of my stance. 254-662-1660. Drake, what are you wanting to hear from people? Uh, I mean, my, my big thing is, well, let's, let's address this one on the front end. The whole sell alcohol, sell beer conversation. Uh, two things can be true. <laughs> one, it would put more butts in seats. More people would show up. Two, I still don't think Baylor should do it. You've already committed to a culture that is not that. Uh, and so I, I think I, I, whatever, I, whatever I do want to hear from the fans is not, sell beer, let's fix all the problems, or start firing people off. I want to hear actual, genuine uh, suggestions that Baylor can implement starting this week. Okay, and I want to hear more from Drake, uh, I, from you, uh, and uh, uh, as well as uh, solutions. And I'll try to come up with my own solutions. I think that's a very fair thing. I've forgotten what it was like to line up. It's been so many years since I was in the Baylor line. Uh, I I had no clue they were trying to get there that early. Now, most of them were probably more like me who are going to get there, but they're not going to try to be first onto the field. I'm going to wander up there and be late and be one of the last people running out there. So I'm probably the one that would be hydrated. But if there are people waiting for an hour or two before the game, you got to have water and take care of them. If that's not happening, I don't. I didn't know that wasn't happening. All right, uh, we want to hear from you again. You can call us two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Game day, Baylor experience. It's next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at centexsportsfan.com. It's almost fall. School has started. Pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? 
wait, this door doesn't latch, or why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October, and the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. Restrictions apply. Price on stock $259,472. Qualified buyers only. Savings include allowance for Buick GMC owners only. See dealer for details. Richard Carr has the right trucks at the right price right now. GMC Sierra is the truck that has it all. Get a new 2023 GMC Sierra at Richard Carr and save over $7,000. Drive off in a new GMC Sierra for only $36,360. Plus, qualified buyers get 0.9% financing and no payments until 2024. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new GMC Sierra today. Richard Carr. They have the truck for you. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Bush's Chicken has a long tradition of being voted the best chicken in communities where we're located. People love our specials like Tender Tuesday and Happy Hour every day from 2 to 5 p.m. And Bush's believes in giving back to our communities. Most weeks throughout the year, Bush's Chicken is donating meals and our famous iced tea in support of area schools and churches. Stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. D'Amore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing DMRA Fine Jewelers. Waco is known for Texas traditions, a booming economy, and a world-class university. 
It's a great place to live, and Monk Wilson Mandela is a proud member of the Waco community. Monk Wilson is a business law firm with deep Waco roots. They are proudly embedded in the Waco community and understand the immense potential of this growing city. Their attorneys live in Waco. They understand the court system unique to Waco and throughout Texas. When Monk Wilson attorneys represent you, they help you grow your business and bring relevant ideas to market. More importantly, they protect your business locally and nationally. They believe in the power of passionate people and innovative ideas. They believe in Waco. Learn more about Monk Wilson Mandela's Waco office by calling 254-362-2300 or visit their website, monkwilson.com. That's M-U-N-C-K Wilson.com. That number again, 254-362-2300. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, Campus Confidential 440. And uh, it's a big one. It's always a big one. We kind of go around. Now, we got folks uh, lined up wanting to talk about what we've been talking about, which is the game day atmosphere at Baylor. Now, it's my contention that when you're winning, everything feels better. The atmosphere atmosphere feels better. And Drake Drake was a student during this time. So I defer to him on some of this stuff. 2021, Drake said even with a 12-game, 12-win season, still complaints out there, still things that could have been a lot better on the in-game experience, especially with the way the students were being handled and all that. And as as Baptists, one of the great things we do is complain. We do have a lot of complaints. We also want to offer some solutions along the way. We want to hear your solutions, in fact. We got people lined up, want to talk. They've been texting us and calling us. Brian, you've been holding for a bit now. Uh, Brian, you're on the uh, Matt Mosley show with Drake Toe. Uh, what do you uh, What do you have for us, sir? Okay. Well, I wanted to address the Baylor line being cooped up back there. They are. They're all sitting on the ground, and they're in a cage. But they have one of these deals they call water monsters. They have two of them there got about 10 spigots around it where they can get water the water is not ice cold but it is cold mm-hmm. and they also had some big fans blowing on them. i don't know about last year i work in the event staff out there but that's that's what they had the last two games good to know brian that's a good update right there and i, I look having played high school football those water spigots and fans are very effective so that that is a good update to that story that that changes a lot of that for me brian thank you Appreciate you, Brian, and uh, good to have some of the water monsters down there, and the students uh, apparently are being taken care of as they wait. And again, my, I don't know if my nephew is quite like I am. I my I would have arrived to run out there about 30 seconds to a minute before we were to run out. That would be how I would approach that. I would never sit in a cage, but I applaud the students who do that. And, Drake, while you were up in the press box and working these games, you had fraternity brothers, or probably even before you were in a fraternity, that were doing that, getting there early, and maybe uh, maybe even, you know, kind of uh, sticking out the, um, the conditions. All right, we've got Mark also. By the way, if you want to call us, 254-662-1660. Got a couple of lines perhaps available for you. Let's go to Mark. Uh, Mark, you're on with uh, Matt and Drake and Aaron. Hey, uh, just great to be able to call in again. It's been a few years, so I just want to say thanks for uh, taking the call. But I kind of sure. hit two big things 
if you guys could indulge. But uh, as far as the, the tickets and the fans that give away their tickets to opposing teams, I don't know what to solve, how that's, how we fix that, but I think a lot of it comes from the fact that Baylor season tickets are a lot cheaper than I think most schools, and so Baylor fans have a lot of potential to take lower price season tickets and sell them to fans that are willing to pay a lot more for them and capitalize on that. And again, I don't know how to fix that. It is what it is. I, I, mm-hmm. I think it's shameless, but whatever. Um, my second point, alcohol in the stadium. Um, come on. I think it's a little behind the times. I, I think that Baylor is maybe a little naive, if not self-righteous, in not selling alcohol in the stadium because the fans are doing it out in the parking lot. The The fans are doing it in the Baylor club in the stadium. He just can't do it out on the stadium atriums or out in the stands. So it's there. It's just not prominent. So mm. I think Baylor is just sacrificing a lot of revenue, if not a lot of fan base, mm. by not just selling alcohol and just calling it even. I don't know what they're sticking on or what the big – religious point is but let's just let this go and and, and move on and uh, i appreciate the call yeah and, yeah yeah thank you thank you mark i th- just to clarify one thing they do not on game day allow it in the baylor club uh it is uh, on on that day baylor takes over that area up there they do have a bar up there during the week at the baylor club and all that but uh, during the games you cannot get alcohol or anything in that Baylor club. I think the only alcohol in that stadium is people can pay, uh, certainly to have it in their suites or in those loge boxes. I'm told they have the little uh, fridges in there, and if you want to have it supplied, I do think you can do that. So oh. very, yeah, they're very so... small amount uh, allowed, but there's no, uh, there's no alcohol. I think there are probably people in administration that – would be fine with that and would, uh, but it's just not going to happen at Baylor, at least in the next, I mean, it's just not, I don't think there's enough of a movement or even enough of a demand uh, for it to happen at Baylor. So I want to go twofold here, Matt. Number one, if you, and I, and I did just mention how, you know, culture thing, Baylor's not going to do alcohol. So you throw that out there. Ah, you know, as I, I'm not too passionate on the subject, but the one thing that I have always always thought is it's interesting you you cannot have alcohol at a Baylor football game you can't do it you cannot have al- no alcohol at a Baylor football game unless you got enough money correct at which point then oh yeah yeah no sure sure because culture matters but the, but but then if you have enough money then yeah I'm sure I mean bring bring BYOB bring your own alcohol come on, that's fine isn't that weird isn't that a weird thing no alcohol in this stadium unless yeah you want to give us some money unless you want to pay us then yeah, you can buy to break the culture rules. I don't think that's okay. I don't think that's that's. I don't know. That's that's a little weird to me. On the other fl- on the flip side of this, kind of the way the world works, though. Um, I mean, you know, the, yeah, rich, but that, the richer you are, the more opportunities you're going to have. And well, why you know, can't Joe Schmo have a beer? If if Rick the billionaire can have a beer, why can't Joe Schmo have a beer? Because Joe Schmo doesn't make enough money. Correct. Oh, okay. Now and, and it's, yeah, Baylor can make Baylor can make a lot of money. A lot of things in life, yeah. Baylor can make a lot of money on on the whole alcohol deal. There there is money to be made there, and 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 I do agree that more people, I think more locals, more of a blue collar crowd is going to show up in that event. If you look at uh, at the way like growing up in Arkansas, it's how it was. 
You know, that was a big, some people just wanted to go to the game so they could have a beer. And I'm, all right, that, that's a culture in sports. It's what it is. So, uh, yeah, it's, and I, Matt, you say it's never going to happen, but I do, one question I keep going back to is, is the question of why. You know, if, if, if Rich Rick, who's a billionaire, drinking his beer, you know, up in the suite can have alcohol, why will Baylor never sell it at the games? Yeah, I mean, it's a fair question, but basically, and I think, again, there are people at Baylor that would love for it to happen, but because of Baylor's history and what it is and all its Baptist ties and everything, it's a, that's a bridge too far. It's just not going to happen. Now, they'll, again, there'll always be, you can go across the street, buy yourself a beer before the game at the George's tent. You could bring all your over there near where we're going to be, uh, Touchdown Alley, uh, all the places you can tailgate. I mean, there's another discussion for another day, but, you know, there are people that don't come out there anymore because they don't like what happened with the whole tailgate scene. And again, Which I've avoided. Tomorrow that. on the Matt Mosley show, by the way. <laughs> I. Sometimes I'm just not passionate about things simply because I don't – I've never been a tailgate guy. I, you know, I get to the stadium, go to the press box, or go hang with my family because my dad played at Baylor, and we go hang at the, uh, at the Letter Winners Association before games. So, I, But I get it. It's not that I don't hear you. I, I do empathize with people that either it made it too expensive or it made it where they didn't enjoy it as much. Because that's not take you know what what was that whole decision about? Well, it had some of it had to be about money, right? I mean, you don't you don't suddenly decide to hey let's partner with this group if there's not some major revenue involved, right? It, let's they don't wake up one day and go let's just let's just anger most of our fan base here. Let's just make everybody. Really mad. Can I, can I clarify yeah. where you're going with here? So are you saying that Donor X likely pulls out of donating donating to Baylor if it becomes a wet football game? Is that what we're looking at? Oh, here? I was I had moved on to something else, but if you're back uh Are you saying I that's why know. it's not happening is because Donor X is probably not gonna give anymore if this becomes an issue. I think it's more about the culture of what Baylor is and professes to be and down throughout these 200 years or whatever it is more than, oh, the donors may withhold money. I think it has more to do with historical okay. feelings okay. and attitudes toward alcohol than it than it does toward anything like that. Like we're going to lose, Kid. we're not going to get the money for Foster Pavilion if we start selling alcohol at games. Uh-huh. Now, there's been Spitwell. things over the years that decisions have been made like, why do you think it took so long to dance on campus? Well, some of those dorms and some of the money that were given, some of those people um, did not exactly... You know that they would have either pulled back or taken away donations or whatever. Yeah, you're saying Ruth it would Collins have disappointed would have been, their yeah. families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wouldn't yeah. have liked that. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. There, were, I, there well, were decisions that finally were made, even though probably the original people wouldn't have liked that. Now, how about this? Try this on for size. Baylor is building a 185 million dollar new home for the university's basketball teams, not volleyball, by the way, just basketball in the Foster Pavilion. It is also the city of Waco is pitching in on this as well. So they're going to have, say, Matt, real scenario, 
Friday night, I go to a Parker McCollum concert at the Foster Pavilion. I have 10 Miller Lights at the Foster Pavilion watching Parker McCollum. On Saturday, I show up and watch the Baylor basketball team play. I have zero Miller Lights at the same facility, the Baylor basketball facility, that sold, that sold beer yesterday because the city of Waco brought in Parker McCollum. And today on Saturday, there is no alcohol. Is it like, it's not a premises thing. Is it, uh, it's just like a, it's an in theory or a, hey, this is Baylor event today. This is Waco event yesterday. So you're certain that in all those musical or all those things that they bring in, that they will be able to sell alcohol? Uh, they did build, I mean, they, they explicitly said the city of Waco and Baylor are partnering to build a concert venue well, slash I, I, basketball I'm just, arena. I'm just making sure you actually know that. Now, are, I don't, is there somewhere that it explicitly says, hey, we are going to sell beer? No, I don't think they want to cross that bridge yet. They're going to put out a press release that says, hey, there's going to be beer. No, uh, But curious. I have heard, I have not, heard from yeah. people that are close to it. They're like, oh, yeah, I mean, they'll sell beer at concerts. Okay. It's, it's like a very casual thing. Now, I, have I heard from Dylan Meek? Oh, dude, the city of Waco gave X amount of dollars so we can sell beer here. No, of course not. So I take it with great take that city, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, the city of Waco, when it comes to whether Baylor or whoever will sell beer at those games, will will have like zero say in it. Even though I'm not saying they haven't oh, been a huge whoa, part of it. Whoa, whoa, you're saying the city of Waco will have zero say. In selling beers at a concert on Friday night at no, Foster No, 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 I didn't say that at all. I'm then saying it's the Baylor. At the, I said the Baylor basketball game. Right, okay, I agree. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. No, no, no. But then whatever it would be else happens, on, okay. I don't know. I haven't heard anything, whatever's going to happen outside of those games. But at a Baylor event, there will be no alcohol sold. Right. And the only people that will have alcohol are the people that have enough money to pay for it that are in a suite in the Foster Pavilion. And that way they can pay for their own. Uh, I, I don't know how they do that, if they bring it or or just pay for it to show up there. I think you could probably order it from, you know, wherever you get your alcohol and have it meeting you up there or you just bring it along with you. I don't know what that means. Like a, like a liquor store? You order from a I – don't, I don't understand what you're saying here. Yeah, sure. So like, like okay, that. okay. You order from a liquor store. They meet you at the stadium at the suite. Deliver Something the alcohol like to you. I guess you, if you yeah. have enough money, I mean, people, you can do whatever. Like you helicopter it in if you want. Well, yeah. I mean, I think even people that don't have a huge amount of money do that from time to time. Like are throwing a party or something and have alcohol delivered to their house. Oh yeah. I don't think yeah. that's a a very that uncommon of a thing. All right. Um, it is uh, good discussions. Good to hear from our listeners. Uh, appreciate all those good thoughts. And um, and then we got people, and we may get back into this at some point. Uh, got people on the text line. That's two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Good discussion there uh, about all of that about the fan. And again, let's come up with. Let's not always be. Well, we hate this. We hate this. Oh, we didn't like that field deal. Well, what what's what could be better? Like, is the music need to be better? Is the music not great at these games? I don't know. I mean, I again, I'm in the press box. And I can tell you I'm paying very little attention to what music is playing. Now, in a basketball game, it's different. It's just I, you, you, I, I pay a little more attention to that. You can't help it because it's so loud. And, and then the PA is so incredibly loud. And quite honestly, it resonated with the students. And I thought, we had, I thought Baylor had some really good home environments this past season in basketball. All right, uh, we'll do some Campus Confidential. We'll do that next.
your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. The Lorena Coaches Show with Kevin Johnson is brought to you by Lorena Athletic Association, Ross Insurance Agency, Triple S Sports. The Lorena Leopards are two and one on the season after a fifty to six win over Trinity Leadership. Coach, your, your your team scored half of its points in the first quarter. Sounds like your offense got off to a really good start. Yeah, we did. Overall, uh, executed very, very well. We had a good game plan in, and kids uh, went out and again uh, executed that well, and uh, we were able to get on them. And of course, field position was big, and, and some turnovers early on as well that our defense came up with. So uh, that helped uh, considerably in that first quarter. A game like that gives you a chance to give your reserves some playing time. Whom among those reserves stood out in their performance? Oh, I think we had, I mean, we had a lot of guys did a really, really good job for us. Uh, Landon Strelsky came in late in the game, ran the ball well for us. Uh, Justin Back played pretty well on the defensive side and special teams. Braden Salters, uh, Landon Harris over on the defensive side got to come in and uh, help us. And they, they, they've been in there kind of backing us up anyway for some spots, but due to some injuries and some health issues they were set to be out there anyway but uh it was really good for them to get out there and get all the reps they did so they did a really good job for us well this week you go on the road take on a team from 4a division one the la vega pirates it's your last non-district game on the schedule what do you need to see from your team on friday well i mean it's the thing we challenge week by week is you know the the season's broken up into three phases you've got your nine district and that's getting you prepped for district play and this is our last tune-up before we get ready to district play and our goal is to get better week to week and uh we've been doing that thus far so we've again the challenge this week is to go in and make sure that we're improving taking care of ourselves not not hurting ourselves and we've, we've got to get better in the penalty aspects we're giving up too many yards and penalties uh that's one thing we're, we've been emphasizing the last couple of weeks we've got to get better on but uh no doubt in a uh, stiff test against a uh, really really good la vega football team so it'll be good for our kids it's a good opportunity and good challenge for them this week espn central texas since 2001, Ross Insurance Agency has provided Central Texans with quality, reliable, and timely insurance services. An independent agency, Ross Insurance Agency writes personal, commercial, and life insurance policies, once for events, and also for long-term disability care. They believe values matter, and their relationships with clients span generations. They'll make sure you are covered. Ross Insurance Agency, 254-224-6430, and at rossinsuranceagencywaco.com. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month, and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. New roads. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is Rob Fortson of Fortson's Meat Market, a full-service local market specializing in high-quality meats at a fair and honest price. That's Texas-raised beef, no fillers or hormones. Fortson's Meat Market can improve your game-day grill skills with tender steaks cut just the way you want. Moist brisket, fall-off-the-bone ribs, juicy pork, and chicken. And who could forget about our famous homemade sausage and jerky prepared right here in our Fortson's Meat Market. Make sure you follow us on Facebook for great deals and weekly specials. Fortune's Meat Market located just south of the circle in Robinson. It's almost fall. School has started. Pumpkin spice is everywhere and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October, and the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet, for what you do. Boy, thanks to our fine partners. But uh, this segment, every day, people get fired up for it. There's a lot of stuff floating around college football right now, college athletics in general. We've been talking about it all hour. And, again, thank you for everybody who's up. Uh, reached out to us, either called in or texted in. We'll continue. I might even get back into some of your text messages at about 525 today. Uh, but, Aaron, what do, you, uh, what do you have for us in uh, the highly anticipated Campus Confidential segment? Iowa defensive tackle Noah Shannon's appeal to the NCAA regarding his year-long suspension has been denied, according to head coach Kurt Ferentz. He announced that yesterday. As a result, Shannon's collegiate career is over. Mm. He's a senior starting defensive tackle. Coming out of the spring, he previously admitted to wagering on an event involving a Hawkeyes team in another sport, but not football, and he hasn't been charged in the Iowa Iowa State investigation into illegal betting by athletes at both schools. Oh, man. Um yeah, it, this was a rough one. You hate to see. I wish he would get, like, one more year of eligibility, even if he had to play somewhere else. Made a mistake. Um, this seemed to be an Iowa thing. I'm not saying it's not happening at other schools, 
but Iowa did make betting legal in its state, and these players uh, got caught up in it, and they got caught. And some of them will never get to play college football again. And it's sad, but it's a hard truth. And it's every other player, including Baylor players everywhere else, that do this stuff online. It's all fun, but you can't do it. And it could impact your eligibility. But uh, very uh, uh, tough news. Uh, I don't think the Iowa people have enough ground to stand on to uh, come out like Mac Brown and get after the NCAA. So the NCAA, at least for one night, Aaron, perhaps safe on not getting any uh, any uh, criminal uh, threats or anything like that. Matt, if you go cliff jumping again, you can never work in sports. You can't host a radio show. You can't write. You can't be in a press box. Would you still go cliff jumping? Oh, no. No. Would never right. do it. Right. I probably wouldn't either. I really like cliff jumping. It's a fun thing to do. It's legal, you know. You can go cliff jumping, Aaron, but Matt and I, we can't go cliff jumping. So I'm just not going to do it so that I can keep my job and do what I'm much more passionate about, and that is sports. In this scenario, these college kids couldn't go cliff jumping, and they did it anyway. And now you pay the consequences. I wonder if the education around it could have been better or if there truly was like – I mean, I, I wish there was somewhere you could meet a kid like this halfway uh and maybe he could come back and play another year after sitting out a year or something like that but uh uh again part of it is i don't know how much they knew the rules like did they surely you would think they knew they shouldn't be doing yeah but then there's a lot of things we shouldn't be doing as college kids there's some underage things that people make mistakes and are are uh, doing things Ooh. that are illegal. Ooh. You know. Uh-oh, Matt, I think you've opened up a new conversation. There are college football players that get DUIs mm, roughly daily and then play in a football game three weeks later. Correct. Yeah. So. But apparently gambling is. But if they put $10 on a animal. basketball game. Yes. Ask, ask Calvin Ridley. It's kind of nuts. Who got a year when, yeah. uh, I mean. Well, you saw Deshaun Watson, his penalty for what he did. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean apparently yeah. apparently to everybody, especially the NCAA and the NFL, gambling is much worse than uh, a lot of DUI. other crimes. Yeah. A lot of other crimes, while, yeah. while all these entities are are falling all over themselves to partner yes. with all these gambling <laughs> right. uh, groups. And DUIs like, are illegal in and mm-hmm. outside of sports. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's just one more thing that I think college campuses, with all their athletes, your best buddy in class who doesn't, isn't an athlete, can bet on every game they want and have the time of their life doing that. You do it, get caught, your career could be over. And, again, that's just part of the deal. But it, is it totally fair? doesn't seem like it. But it is a, makes for an interesting thought. All right, what else do you have, Aaron? The Pac-12 presidents have approved an employee retentions and severance plan. It's designed to ensure the collapsing conference remains staffed to necessary levels for the roughly 1,000 live events that the conference will have this year as the conference basically falls apart. With 10 schools departing for other leagues next summer, executives are concerned that a max mass exodus of conference employees could jeopardize yeah. the production of more than $400 million worth of media rights products. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I would I, yeah, volunteer. Matt, if you're, if you're trying to get yeah. play by play, it's a real good time to go out to the Pac twelve network. They'll take any they're taking yeah. anybody and everybody, it sounds like. Certainly I'm too distractible to ever consider play by play. I've I've certainly done a little bit of analyst work at times, but I would I would help them out in some regard, whether it be podcasting, whatever they need. Uh, and I could do some administrative work from afar. I could do some editing, some of their stuff, <laughs> certainly have a background in journalism. Uh, I, I am available to the Pac-12 as everybody makes their mass exodus. I would, I would volunteer to come, like, help shut the place down and turn off the lights. Make sure the salary's and, right. Uh, the cost of living's pretty, yeah. pretty pricey out there. Oh, I want to do it remotely. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm in on that, too. <laughs> yeah, me up. I, All three I of us. Do it from here, help them as much as I can, and then you know go out there for a meeting. I do like visiting that area, uh, and and going out there occasionally. Were they? Didn't they just recently? Were they? Are they still in San Francisco? You know they had those beautiful they 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 that office building they spent like fifty million dollars or I something. Think, yeah, I, I believe it uh, still I is. I know it's on the, they're going to have to sell that, but I do think it is in San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like I like visiting San Francisco. I don't want to live there, but uh, I would go out there and you know do some consulting work uh, for sure. All right. Well, um, sadly, Drake. I mean, is there anything else you wanted to get off your chest today? You want to save it for tomorrow? I feel like I vented a lot. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I really gave some strong opinions on fan engagement in Baylor. He was telling me during the commercial break he couldn't get a word in edgewise. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, he he would not be the first one <laughs> to complain about that. I promise you. Uh, um, tomorrow, the Baylor Club, Matt, we'll talk about the the tailgate thing, I guess. And on as our we were talking about the Baylor Club tomorrow will be serving alcohol, just not on Saturday. Does it that will... apply to me, Matt? Can I have a Miller Lite tomorrow? No, I would prefer probably. Well, you can do whatever you want. Bingo. But probably not on air, but once you're you're 22 years old, so if you want to you want to step up and Bro. buy yourself a Miller Lite uh, at six o'clock tomorrow night, I would have no problem with it. I probably don't want you over there doing too much of that during the program. But, we'll see, uh, Matt. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, thank you, Drake. We'll talk to you tomorrow uh, at the uh, live from the Baylor Club. Yep. You're setting it up. Okay. All right. Happy to do that. All right. And if that does happen, I'll be, I'll be doing it from a, a app on my phone. But uh, there he goes, folks. Drake Toll, former Baylor student, now a broadcaster with Eminem Broadcasting, and is part of our show every day from three to five. Now, uh, Dave Wilson wrote an article that I loved for ESPN.com. And it involves some old SWC teams. Big matchup coming up this weekend. Houston and TCU are getting it on. And we revisit some of the great old SWC days in one of the most famous matchups ever between TCU and Houston. That is coming up next. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. 
If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Gilman nuts and bolts, or primer and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. The 5th Street Market and Nursery is Bosque County's premier nursery, greenhouse, and boutique. Discover a variety of indoor and outdoor plants, unique gifts, and local artisanal products at their family-owned nursery and garden center. Located in Clifton off 5th Street, Highway 219. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4. Check them out at 5thStreetMarket.com or on Facebook. Let their passionate team help your vision bloom into reality. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. When it comes to me, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. That's Genco and me. Genco is my credit union. They're always there for me. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. Since 2001, Ross Insurance Agency has provided Central Texans with quality, reliable, and timely insurance services. An independent agency, Ross Insurance Agency writes personal, commercial, and life insurance policies, once for events, and also for long-term disability care. They believe values matter, and their relationships with clients span generations. They'll make sure you are covered. Ross Insurance Agency, 254-224-6430, and at rossinsuranceagencywaco.com. 
The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Dave Wilson joining us from ESPN.com. And Dave, before we get to this fun story, we did have Ron Cooper, coach at Long Island, on earlier today. And uh, what a fun guy. And he was really wanting to know where to eat in the area, wanted to get some barbecue. They're staying in Temple, he said. And uh, he wanted, and I had to give him some places in Belton. So I, we found ourselves really helping Ron out with um, where to eat in Central Texas. And he had also heard about the gut pack over at VTEX. And that seemed appealing to him. Uh, I assume, Dave, you have had a gut pack at some point in your life. I have had a gut pack, yes. And I've sent others to have it, too. Uh, and they've all survived, but, but we've, uh, we have enjoyed a gut pack or two. <laughs> you can get the baby gut if you're looking, Dave, to, you know, ever, ever looking to go lighter at that position. But uh, the, the, full, the gut pack is a, is a good one. But Ron's up. He's excited bringing the Long Island Sharks. And, Dave, you may have noticed these Bears need a win. And uh, it's not gone well, an 0-2 start. There are other 0-2 starts out there, like Tech. But not not all 0-2 starts are the same. And uh, while they played better, this is, uh, this is not going uh, real well right now. And like anything, you know, everybody's uh, – when you – it's like the in-game experience people are complaining about. The, the, they don't like the music. They don't like the field yells. They don't like anything, right? It's just when you're 0-2 and you've lost six games in a row. So, Dave, I mean, it is – you You know Dave Aranda. I think you're kind of fascinated by him like a lot of us. But he is really in a tough spot. And he's about to uh, – starting Saturday, kind of needs to start digging his way out of this. Yeah, he's up against it, um, I think. You know, the the slide at the end of last year uh, was one thing. Um, and then, you know, the um, to have them come out and, uh, you know, lose by 11 to a team they beat uh, handily the year before was kind of shocking. Now, we know Coach Kenny has, has uh, been a good offensive coach. But, you know, I really, talking to Coach Grimes this summer, um, you know, I felt like, sounded like he felt a lot more comfortable with what they had around uh, Blake Shapin. Um, but you know, the line really struggled and that's really a forte for, for coach Grimes. So, mm-hmm. um, it'll be, that'll be something to, 
to, you know, to sink their teeth into to figure out how we get this fixed. Um, you know, he's a guy that has done it a bunch of times. So, you know, you, you think it's going to come together, I, I, but I've been really, I've been really surprised. And then, you know, I mean, they were not supposed to win that game last weekend and then they, to have it come down to, you know, to lose it at the end and then to almost pull it off again and then yeah. lose it. Basically it felt like, you know, it just felt like the worst possible scenario when everybody was already, you know, hanging their heads. All right, you wrote one of these. I love these SWC stories, Dave. Houston and TCU. Uh, I remember it well. I think that same season, the Bears got caught in one of those Houston traps with um, with Klingler and may have taken one like 66-21 to 21 or 66-14 yeah. to 14 at the Astrodome. No, it was at it might have been a, it might have been in Waco because ninety one the Bears took care of them at Ast- at the Astrodome with Klingler still the quarterback. But you look back at that TCU and Houston game in nineteen ninety, and it combined for one thousand five hundred sixty three yards. And uh, TCU's quarterback Vogler, who I don't think a ton of people remember, I remember him from that game, threw for six hundred and ninety yards, and Klingler. Through for 563. I mean, Dave, one of the funniest ones was like, how many different receivers had 100-yard games? Was it for TCU or Houston? And it was like five. Five TCU different had receivers. Five. <laughs> you know, in Houston, I think, had two. But but yeah. the other thing is like Chuck Weatherspoon, if you remember him, what a yeah. ridiculous like 5'7", 230 or whatever, bowling ball, uh, you know, had about 170 yards rushing. So, you know, Klingler, Klingler's uh, yardage was nothing to sneeze at, but he could have had a lot more, and he did in many games. Um, but yeah, it was it was a wild one. It stuck with me for years as to like how did how does a guy like Matt Vogler, who's a transfer from Auburn, um, you know, and not even the starter, come in and throw for 690 yards? And back then, when no one did that, um, you know, I think he broke Scott Mitchell's record at Utah. So that's where that was. Um, all the way back then, there were very few people, and they all of them that were throwing the ball seemed to be in Utah between BYU and the and the Utes. But um, so it was just really, truly, uh, kind of a shocking outcome. And you know, uh, I asked I asked a couple of coaches, like, how you know how many games do you think it would have taken Vogler to throw for 690 yards in 10 in in, in 1990 Auburn? And they were like, I don't know, 10 maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's wild uh, to think about and see, and and you also you caught up with John Jenkins, who's one of my favorite old SWC characters. John, much like Hal Mummy, you know, once he got fired, he just kind of bounced around, almost never heard from him again. He was in the CFL, like scouting. I mean, some of these guys that have incredible offensive minds, it's crazy. Like they they had they were successful assistant coaches. Uh, then they became head coaches, and then literally they kind of disappear. Um, Mummy's so well known for what he came up with that the air raid or the or what kind of what Leach then went on to, to call it um, that you still hear how Mummy Jenkins is more of a shadowy figure that you don't hear as much about. And I would see John at Cowboys camp scouting for the CFL, but what a character! In fact, this story. This this picture you posted with he and Klingler 
what, are they out at NASA? Is that what's in that background, <laughs> like one of the shuttles yeah. or something? They, I mean, they really embraced any of the any uh, sort of aerospace or fighter jet. You know, I remember the Chronicle special section cover had Klingler in front of a fighter jet. In this picture, they had uh, Jinx and Klingler out at NASA in front of a space shuttle. Um, I mean, they were. You know, it's the one thing about that team, if you remember it, they were just cool. I mean, in every way. They were the first team I remember where the receivers wore, like, gloves. They had the armbands. Uh, Chuck Weatherspoon's jersey just said C Spoon on the back. You know, John Brown <laughs> said JB3. I mean, they were like the XFL ahead of the XFL. And, and But you're right about Jenkins. You know, he kind of became a pariah because in those days, people didn't score 70 points in a game. And, you know, he scored 95 against SMU when they had – over a thousand yards of offense. He threw, you know, Klingler threw 11 touchdowns against Eastern Washington that same year in 1990. And a lot of people just like really didn't like the guy because they thought he was, a, uh, you know, running it up on people. And, um, and he did, and he took great pride in that. But, uh, you know, nowadays people don't bat really bad and bat an eye at that, you know, USC threw a touchdown pass against Stanford the other night with 12 seconds left. So it's like, that's just kind of part of the legacy. Um, but in the, the bigger picture is really, I mean, this was just such a, it was such a national curiosity because no one knew what in the world's going on when some guy that we've never heard of just threw for 690 yards and lost by three touchdowns or whatever. <laughs> what, when, when did they beat SMU 95-21? Was it that same season? No, it was 89. It was the okay. return from the death penalty with Forrest Gregg. Now, true – I've had this – I got this on good account from the uh, party grandson, uh, Peyton, who's uh, co- Wade Phillips' uh, wide receivers coach with the Roughnecks, and they're running the run and shoot down there, so it all <laughs> comes back around. But Peyton uh, – I'd heard this story, and I asked Peyton, you know, in the 95-21 to 21 game, I heard that Jenkins would would hide from party and keep telling him to keep slinging it. And um, – and Pardee was Pardee was friends with Forrest Gregg, uh, who you know was the SMU coach, and so he's trying to get him to stop stop running it up and and Kling, and they said Jenkins would be hiding from him, and and Klingler Klingler said that's true. He said you know there was one point where uh, Pardee came out and got Jenkins and I at the same time and said if either one of you throws the ball again, you're both fired. <laughs> I mean, this story, you know, you could go on and on with stories like these. And it was, I it took a lot of restraint to keep it to where I did. But there's a lot of great stories in there. What what did, what did Pardee, like, what did he just, did he go back to the pros? Or what did Pardee do right after yeah, that? Remember, but, I mean, okay. he went straight 80, after 89. They averaged 53 and a half points a game, 660 yeah. yards or something, which is still a record. And the Oilers hired him across town. And then he went over there with, brought the run and shoot to the NFL with Warren Moon and all those guys. So, I mean, that's the most remarkable thing to me is if you think of Jack Pardee, he looked like an old guy for 40 years. And he was a junction boy, played six-man football in Cristobal, Texas, and a tough old codger, you know. And and he's the guy that brought, you know, unleashed this run and shoot in the mainstream. I mean, Miles Davis had done it. Um, but he brought it to Houston, won a Heisman Trophy, coached the first black quarterback to win the Heisman, then went to the pros and did it there. I mean, pretty impressive career for a guy that, uh, you know, had a had a lot stacked against him for a long time. Well, that's six-man football. Who knows? You know, that, that might have made him even more creative, given him that foundation and uh, 
fascinating stuff. Dave Wilson from ESPN.com joining the Matt Mosley show. Jenkins, another thing was he was just bizarre, right? He He's fun to talk to. I've run into him. He's very nice. But, like, he was – the famous story was that he was splicing in some porn um, it, when showing team uh, – you know, showing his team film at Houston. I don't know what year that would have been. But and again, I don't. He, I don't know if he was assistant or a head coach by then. But that was. I, what, I believe that was '92 when they okay. kind of got run out of there uh, when he was yeah. head coach. Yeah, there were a lot of, you know, they he would uh, drive the guys pretty hard. They were they were known for their practices. You know, in that game, in the 1990 game, Vogler said he, you know, he was laying in the aisle of the plane with an IV on the way home, and Klingler was like, "What are you talking about? That was easy. Practices were way harder than that. I, we would have played them in a doubleheader." <laughs> so he was known for that, but he is a character. I saw him in the press box at the A&M Arkansas game last year, and he just he he'll always say, "Hey, buddy, how you doing, Hoss?" You know, and uh, he's uh, he's just like you said the word character. He's a he's a classic character, and I I think you're right. I don't think many people know about him in the grand scheme of things. And the and the other thing is that they all everybody says, "Well, Jenkins would never tell anyone how he did what he did," and and uh, mm-hmm. Klingler admitted that this time too. So Klingler said he and what a couple other people, maybe Andre, like they're the only Jimmy. ones who know it. Yeah, John Jinks and Jimmy and uh David and Andre where are the he said we're the only ones that really truly know exactly the inner workings of what Ollie did and and, and Jimmy and David went to Blinn like in twenty sixteen and they were scoring sixty points on people when they were coaching there. So and he said <laughs> we just trotted the same old stuff out, still works, nobody can do anything about it. So it's uh it's pretty pretty fascinating, but it is you know to see that you know Sonny Dykes talked about sitting in his you know apartment in Lubbock and watching the game and being blown away by it uh, you know and then how I was coaching Holgerson at the time and he was talking about watching Wacker's coaching show that week to figure out you know he knew that Jenkins was throwing it but he didn't know TCU was throwing it the, the, as much as they were. And uh, and to me, it was just all about this is how football evolves. This is how all this happens. You know, you everyone changes to try to keep up with somebody else, and the trends go and and these things. And and that was a time the Southwest Conference was actually a very innovative offensive conference. I mean, you could go through one season and play against Arkansas running the wishbone and play against the eye at A and M or Texas, and then play the run and shoot at Houston and the Veer at TCU, and um, and so it was a really tough conference for defensive players. Didn't the Aggies try with the Wrecking Crew, like eight DBs basically, and and put maybe three three man rush and just drop everybody in yeah. to some success so, against the against the Cougars? They did. Um, you know, RC put John Roper at nose tackle, and then and then loaded up with uh, DB speedy guys everywhere else. Now, true story. Uh, you know, Jenkins, Andre Ware, and Klingler all told me that. RC was really the guy that had the blueprint to stop at him, and they all worried that somebody else was going to figure it out, and they never did. Um, but and I asked RC once, I said, "Well, where did you get this idea from?" And he said, "Well, I called Bill Walsh and said, "How do you defend this offense?" And Bill said, "If you either if you put everybody out there, and then you either bring everybody or drop everybody on every other play, we won't know what to do. But if you try to blitz us every play, we'll get you, and if you sit back every play, we'll get you." And so. He was just trying to create an unpredictable defense, and he told me that he would tell his DBs that when 
when the ball was snapped, it was like rolling a grenade into the backfield, and you better get to the quarterback before it explodes on your teammates back there. <laughs> oh man, that Weatherspoon guy! You're right. What a what a monster he was. And I remember a game, game against Baylor in like '89. He probably ran for over 200 yards. People think about <laughs> all that passing. He he was a great runner. He could catch the ball out of the backfield, and he was like uh, Robert Newhouse in the fact that he had those enormous legs. He's about five seven or five eight, and he was just impossible to stop. And I don't know if he ever did anything in the NFL, or he might have been too early before they discovered that you could you could do some of those little running backs. That might have come later with Sproles, but Weatherspoon was incredible. And then they had like all those receivers you were talking about. Manny, Manny John Brown yeah. the third, Craig Alexander, uh, I mean, just on and on. And they would have platoons of receivers, and you couldn't do anything about it. So they were <laughs> way ahead of their time, you know, and, and they had a perfect setup to have this wide-open passing attack where you thought you had to put all the speed on the field, and then they had an absolute, you know, wrecking house and, and Spoon who would just run over you. So, you know, when he talked about – Jenkins talked about this game when they started having to sit back. He said, you know, the front was real mushy is the way he described it because they were putting these small guys up front to try to rush them. And so then they started feeding Weatherspoon. And then, you know, what do you do? And so, I, you know, they're a fascinating team to me. And it's such it was such a, like, white-hot thing for, like, really two years. And then it was gone. And so I just – that's an ultimate curiosity and fascination for me of, like, why did it – like you said, why did it happen? Why was it so successful? And then why was it gone so quickly? And where did Jenkins go? Um, it's just a really fascinating uh, sort of footnote. You're right. He made everybody so mad he couldn't get hired anymore is maybe part <laughs> of it with his attitude and then, of course, his reputation for some of the things he did. But uh, but Holgerson continues on now at Houston, who comes from one of these f- families, like from the Air Raid family, and then, of course, Sonny Dykes. I mean, that's going to be that's gonna be interesting. Houston licking its wounds. I mean, that Rice thing – that really caught me by surprise. Is that is Rice? Am I, do I need to pay more attention to what's going on? Who is that guy? Is that guy from uh, Stanford or yeah. something? Yeah, he was the Stanford yeah. offensive coordinator when they had Bryce Love and Christian McCaffrey okay. and all those guys. He's a you know he calls it intellectual brutality. You know, so <laughs> that's what you that's what you think of when you think of Rice. But no, he's uh, Coach Bloomgren's done a good job. Um, he's got a bunch of you know, Marcus Tuiasosopu is the offensive coordinator. He's got there's a bunch of names down there. The the other McCaffrey um, that was at Michigan as a quarterback is their leading receiver now. And they got JT Daniels, who's been at about five schools as their quarterback. He threw for 400 yards against Houston. So it is interesting. And I think Bloomgren has really done a good job there um, with not a lot to work with. And so, but you can't, you know, Dana was already, um, you know, car, uh, popping off this year a little bit about, people saying he's on the hot seat and he told he told our buddy Sam Khan at the Athletic I'm not there's no such thing as a hot seat I got 5 years left on my contract they owe me too much money it just doesn't exist mm-hmm. and then you you just can't go out and lose the Bayou Bucket Mosley you know that the Bayou Bucket have you ever seen it you know what it looks uh, I've like I've seen it uh so last year when when Houston won Holgerson tweeted a picture of him sitting with the Bayou Bucket out by his pool and then this year, uh, Bloomgren re- responded with the with the photo and uh, did the same. So I have seen the Bayou Bucket and a little bit of this uh, social media pettiness. You think Dana put anything in the bucket, perhaps? He might have had a couple of 
old pops in there with some ice cubes. I don't know. By the way, that was G.J. Kenny versus his old high school coach, Jeff Trailer. That's some good Texas high school matchup. UTSA gets the win. Uh, I'm impressed. G.J. Kenny, what they did to the Bears, obviously. Let's, but uh, Let's that's, be more specific, Mosley. That's some East Texas high school football. Correct. Correct. And that's deep, the way we like to say it. Of course, they, of course they're both Gilmer Buckeyes, but those Killer Bulldogs beat the Buckeyes this year already. So it's, we're feeling good yeah. up there. Didn't I hear something about Lindell in, in your story? Did you mention? Oh, we had a, yeah, Lindell? we got a we got a Lindell reference in there. Stephen Shipley <laughs> catching the catching a few balls from Pat Mahomes over there. Yeah, that Wacker show you mentioned earlier—that was the greatest coaching show ever, and it was like <laughs> nothing was close. I mean, I like the other ones. I watch Yeoman and everybody else, but um, I mean, and and that was just Wacker was just made for TV. He was hilarious. And he had the unbelievable thing he would say, but like Wacker was just—I'm trying to think who's like Wacker now. Who's the most like? Nobody could ever be Jim Wacker, but yeah. he's just—he was awesome. He was all, and yeah. they got in trouble, and they had a bunch of stuff happen. But still, well, he turned that, him in. I mean, how crazy is that? He turned in his own team for taking for having a payroll, and then they got hammered on probation despite him being the guy that turned it in. So uh, you know, he's a total. You know, he's a total crazy footnote in the history of Southwest Conference. You know, he rolled into TCU, sent a letter to all the other coaches saying it was time to clean it up. Immediately, they all hated him, you know. Jackie kicked an onside <laughs> kick one time when they were up, while the Aggies were up a bunch on him. Um, and uh, he did not endear himself to the other coaches pretty quickly. But uh, Jenkins was a big fan. He loved him. Um, I think some of those, some of those, uh, you know, against the grain guys liked each other. <laughs> They're the only ones who could stand each other <laughs> the way with some of those personalities and everything. Oh, man. Uh, well, Dave, it's always uh, fun to visit with you. Thanks for taking so much time. And, and, uh, and man, good luck as you uh, get that family everywhere they need to be tonight, okay? All dance, <laughs> practice, church, wherever they might be headed. Have a great evening. All right, man. Appreciate you. You bet. Dave Wilson, ESPN.com and my old colleague from the Dallas Morning News back in the day. Aaron, you can usually draw any guest we have. You can draw a path right back to we all kind of started out together at the Dallas Morning News, kind of like the Brat Pack from the uh, early, late 90s, early 2000s when when we were all starting there. Uh, It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and some excitement finally. Major League Baseball, the Rangers are back in this thing. Let's talk about it. Oh, and some bad, bad Rangers news to share with you as well. That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Looking to connect with Baylor alums in your area? Baylor alumni can help. Looking to host a watch party in your city? Baylor alumni can get you started. Want to step out in your community and serve with other alums? Baylor Alumni is your connection with the university and each other. Let's get started. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. 
You'll enjoy great food and great service before or after a Baylor football or basketball game at the Brazos Landing. Located within walking distance from McLean Stadium and Baylor's new Foster Pavilion, don't wait in traffic. Enjoy a meal on the water at the Brazos Landing. Reservations welcome. And for Baylor home games, park your car at the Brazos Landing for $50 and get that $50 back as voucher for your upscale dining experience. It's the Brazos Landing where I-35 and the Brazos River meet. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Payments for qualified buyers at 5.5% interest for 72 months with 5000 down, cash or trade. TTL, extra seat dealer details. Construction makes getting here harder, so we make buying easier at Richard Cars Construction's Elevant. Qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2017 Toyota Tundra four-wheel drive truck for $399 a month or a 2018 Chevy Equinox for $205 a month. Over 80 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles price to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for easy deals during the pre-owned construction sale event going on now at Richard Carr. At Richard Carr, we give you more. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at RockMyMortgage.com today. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. You're invited to experience the best carnival in Central Texas at the Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo this October. Grab the whole family and enjoy fun games, thrilling rides, and all your fair food favorites. Don't miss the opportunity to make memories that will last a lifetime. Purchase a fun pass at your local participating Sefco convenience stores for even more fun and excitement. Each one includes gated mission and unlimited carnival rides each day of the fair for only $90. Visit HotFair.com today for more information. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. We had Ron Cooper, coach from uh, Long Island, head football coach, on with us earlier. Uh, This is your home for all opposing head coaches. They always come on with us, and we've really enjoyed that. And then uh, Dave Wilson talking about... um, uh, Houston, 
Uh, and one of those old great games between uh, the great Klingler and, and Andre Ware Houston teams and TCU. Aaron, does that bring back memories for you when you think about, like, uh, how we would have been in high school, but 89 and 90, those those Houston Cougars teams were unbelievable. And to imagine a TCU quarterback throwing in one game for 690 yards, it's just utter silliness. Now, I think Jared Goff at Cal with Sonny Dykes threw for over 700 in a game uh, at one point. And Texas Tech had uh, under, uh, when, they, when they had Davis Webb, I think he threw for some kind of unbelievable amount. But, uh, Aaron, isn't that fun to talk some old SWC? It really is. Um, I'm not the most nostalgic person when it comes to the Southwest Conference, but that was a really cool time with the run and shoot. It wasn't very fun for a couple of years, but uh, when that kind of came on the scene, it was just like, wow, what is what is this offense? It really, <laughs> it really did kind of seal my love for football, <laughs> if that makes sense, mm-hmm. because I'm an offensive guy. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun, and it makes you think back to some of the great times at Baylor when they had high-flying offenses. It's not, hey, maybe it'll happen this season. Who knows? It might get going. Hopefully, a Sawyer's going to be ready to go this week. And then, of course, as the University of Texas uh, comes in, um, we got bad news on the Rangers earlier today. Um, Max Scherzer out. Uh, regular season with a terrace major strain, <coughs> usually another name for a tear. Unlikely he pitches in the postseason, according to Chris Young, the general manager for the Rangers. Surgery not needed. That's the best news. That's the best news on this thing. Uh, last night, I saw it happen. He was pitching well. He was through five and a third. Threw a curveball and it, you know, kind of came in there and he just did not look like he felt great right after it. And they came out and he tried to throw a couple of warm up pitches and he couldn't even really release the ball. Rangers said it was a triceps spasm, and now it turns out, as they did the MRI on it, a teres and that's T E R E S major strain. Now all our doctors who listen to us. I, by the way, Aaron, Mike Sims, the uh, longtime Baylor athletic trainer, got to hang out with him at halftime the other day. What an awesome friend. What a great guy he was to me, even as a kid. He was uh, with Baylor on Grant Taft's staff when I would be going to Grant Taft camp when I was 10 or 11 years old. And to this day, remains a, a great friend. And so fun to see Mike Sims. Everybody loves him. Of course, Skip Cox was the guy he learned under. And then Mike and now Baylor, um, oh, uh, Kenny Boyd and the gang do a great job. So he's kind of handed off. And, and then, uh, but all our doctors listen to this thing. And, uh, boy, Lance is out there. David is out there. All my guys I went to school with. And they uh, have, you know, ties to Baylor in a lot of different ways. Coach Boone, I know you're out there. Excuse me, Dr. Boone, I know you're out there too. Let's give you a shout-out. But Laura over at uh, Dr. Laura. Over uh, who handled a lot of the uh, pandemic stuff over at uh, Baylor Scott and White. So anyway, great to uh, have so many doctors in our audience out there that can straighten us out when Doctor Mosley starts kind of 
walking around uh, going the wrong direction, which does happen from time to time. Now, Aaron, uh, teams that lose this kind of pitcher this time of year are usually in a big world of hurt. Um, who could the Rangers go with? Heaney's been pitching in the bullpen. So has Martin Perez. Cody Bradford from Baylor. Uh, all, all in the mix. Uh, this is not. This is just not fun to have something like this happen. Um, they win the game six to three, and it, it it puts them ahead of the Blue Jays by a half game for the second wild card, and then they're with, back within a game of Houston for the AOS lead with only eighteen games to go. I mean that part of it's fun. This part of it is not good, as uh, he left the game in the sixth inning with what was called a right tricep spasm. Uh, he had forearm tightness that forced him out of a start earlier, um, and he said his forearm had not been feeling right. Uh, this is bad. This is a bad deal. Three-time Cy Young Award winner. Aaron, I just think it's a tough day for uh, – Rangers fans, as they try to think about, you know, where they go from here. Um, Heaney's been in the bullpen as of last week. Avaldi just returned from the the injured list. And, um, you know, it's, it's possible that uh, Heaney could, uh, uh, you know, could be moved back into that rotation. Uh, Perez... Also um, moved to the bullpen in early August. He's only thrown more than 50 pitches once in the last two min- uh, two months. So here is where we are with those Texas Rangers as uh, as we uh, we start to look at where this thing is headed. Uh, I-, I wanted to bring you up to date today. Seattle in the bottom of the eighth has a three-two lead. Over the Angels, obviously, we're watching that story. The huge news is what we've been talking about with Scherzer out, and um, the um, um, and then the Rangers get going at six oh seven first pitch tonight. Now we're going to have the uh, we'll have the Baylor coaches show this evening, which will preempt that but i'm sure we'll uh, either have that on fox or we'll have that available for you but the rangers in toronto aaron Ray, toronto now with a uh, with a 80 and 65 record rangers sitting at 80 and 64 amazing how close all these teams are late in the season aaron i didn't hear you a second ago so you let me know if i need to uh if we need to catch a break here in a second but um I, I will say that uh, um, tonight you get Montgomery on the mound against Kaku, uh, Kikuchi uh, pitching for the Blue Jays. He's 9-5 and five with a 3.57 ERA and unfortunately has been really good against the Rangers in the, in the past. Montgomery has just not been that great lately, quite frankly, and just can't, hadn't been pitching well. And we'll see where this goes. Aaron, I have to admit, 
I was kind of complaining or, or kind of questioning the lineup last night, and I thought of you after saying, why do they got Grossman hitting third? <laughs> and what did he do, Aaron? Like second inning, boom. Oh, he had a run shot. homer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought oh, about gosh. you when he did it, too. Uh-huh, I, was like, uh-huh. I was like, I was thinking the same thing, but apparently Bochy mm-hmm. knows better than both of us because that's why. Yep, yep. Uh, Garver hitting cleanup tonight. Mitch Garver, the DH. Himes catching and hitting fifth. Aaron, that's one very convenient thing the Rangers have are two catchers that can absolutely hit with power. It can hit extremely well. I mean, I don't um, – let's see. Aaron, both of their catchers for the Rangers now have 16 home runs on the year. <laughs> uh, 32 home runs from those two catchers, that's pretty awesome. They've got low hitting sixth again, and then Zeke Duran's in the lineup tonight in left field. Ornelas is going to get another shot. He's not been hitting yet. I mean, he's just made his first start yesterday. He'd had one at bat before that uh, in a pinch hitting deal. Ornelas is batting uh, batting eighth and playing third base. And then Aaron, um, our buddy Carter uh, is going to hit ninth. Evan Carter, so he is back in the lineup. Now, for now, they're going to play matchups with him and not really put him up against lefties, it doesn't seem. There's some thought that he could start the year next year as their opening day center fielder or left fielder, and Aaron, that within the first couple of months of the season that our our new guy that's in double-A now, you know, their big-time bonus baby pick, that was picked, what, fourth overall in the Major League draft, mm-hmm. who's already up at double-A um, from Florida? Yeah, the Florida play, the, the Gator. Um, there's some thought that he could be up quickly next year. And so both of those guys could be starting in the outfield. For now, they'll keep getting by Grossman in right field, um, Zeke in left field, and then Carter Evan Carter out in uh, center field tonight. I, I got to tell you, as, as sad as I am about Scherzer, I, I am enjoying this because at least they've kind of fought back and they've got themselves in a little bit of a race here, and 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 they're and they're even kind of knocking on Houston's door a little bit, and um, I love I love that aspect Can of I- it. All right. Oh, go ahead. Can I ask you a question? How are they still yeah, yeah. in it? Like, if you really, if you step back as a non-Ranger fan and think about mm-hmm. all the injuries they've had, including including losing their their ace early in the year, and then the ace that they traded for late in the year, all the all the injuries to the hitters, you know, Seager missing a month, Haim out, Josh Josh Young out, and yet they're still, as of right now, a playoff team. It's and and you throw in how historically terrible their bullpen's been yeah i thought they were going to completely collapse you know doing this Same. against the blue jays has been well they did completely collapse yeah, yeah. i mean it, it already happened but i thought it was going to be over and they somehow kind of found their footing a little bit lately part of it is starting pitching you know dunning gave them a good outing the other night and and you just never know about these matchups. I mean, Toronto, for whatever reason, <clears throat> that's been a good team this year, Rangers have handled them. Did I think they were going to go in there 
and beat Toronto? I, I really, I really didn't. Um, and let's look. A lot of times on, um, well, I was going to look today, Aaron. Do the, uh, do the, does Houston have the A's again? What's Houston have? Oh, they, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. they act, uh, they get the A's best pitcher, but they do have the A's again. But part of this is Houston's been scuffling a little bit. They surged ahead, crushed the Rangers, and then immediately kind of, kind of. I mean, even against Oakland. Yeah, but besides dominating the Rangers in that series, they played pretty terribly the, mm-hmm. the last month or so too. <laughs> yeah, and enough to kind of get that lead, and then and then the Rangers were helped by Seattle. When they passed the Rangers, did not drop the hammer. Uh, Seattle kind of started scuffling a little bit. And so it just, all those losses made you think the whole thing was over. And there was no way. And um, I was going to look at the standings real quick. And I'm having trouble here. Let me look at the, uh, let me just give you real quick. Going into tonight, from a wild card perspective, Rangers now have moved ahead of Toronto they are ahead of Seattle. Seattle, who is trying to close out a win, that would get them, if they close this out today, to uh, we'll see what Houston does tonight. Right now, Rangers are one game back of Houston, and Seattle's one and a half games. Now, wild card, Rangers now have a half-game lead over Seattle. They are ahead of Toronto. I got to look at these 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 matchups, Aaron, between Baltimore, Rays. Obviously, you look okay against Toronto. Uh, I mean, the the team you would really like to face, even though they struggle with them recently, would be the Twins. That's who you'd really like to face in that first round. If they're not going to win the division, you want to avoid. I you want to avoid Houston at all cost. And you want to avoid Baltimore. Um, Tampa Bay's a little banged up. They've won 90 games, so they're having a great season. But they're a little banged up right now. I would say you would want to. You don't want Baltimore, and you don't want Houston. After that, I think you're okay. You could hang in there with Tampa. And obviously, I think you're okay against Seattle. But don't aren't those games coming up, Aaron? I know Red Sox are coming in, but don't they have a bunch of games with Seattle to finish the season? That'll be really interesting. Yeah, I think those teams that, that are right Red there Sox next series to each is, other, or maybe not the Red Sox series. There's one series. Oh no, they have Mariners, Angels, Mariners to end the season. Okay, so lots of Mariners games to end the season. As of now, um, eighteen games left in the season. Rangers sit 80 and 64. And if Seattle holds on to win this game, they'll be 81 and 65, which would put them just a, eh, I don't know, maybe percentage points behind the Rangers. All right, there it is. Uh, we got to say good night. We'll do that next in the dismount. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> The Lorena Coaches Show with Kevin Johnson is brought to you by Lorena Athletic Association, Ross Insurance Agency, Triple S Sports.
Lee Lorena Leopards are two and one on the season after a 50 to six win over Trinity leadership. Coach, your, your team scored half of its points in the first quarter. Sounds like your offense got off to a really good start. Yeah, we did. Overall, uh, executed very, very well. We had a good game plan in, and kids uh, went out and again uh, executed that well, and uh, we were able to get on them. And, of course, field position was big and, and some turnovers early on as well that our defense came up with. So uh, that helped uh, considerably in that first quarter. A game like that gives you a chance to give your reserves some playing time. Whom among those reserves stood out in their performance? Oh, I think we had, I mean, we had a lot of guys did a really, really good job for us. Uh, Landon Strelsky came in late in the game, ran the ball well for us. Uh, Justin Back played pretty well on the defensive side and special teams. Braden Salters, uh, Landon Harris over on the defensive side got to come in and uh, help us. And they, they, they've been in there kind of backing us up anyway for some spots, but due to some injuries and some health issues they were set to be out there anyway but uh it was really good for them to get out there and get all the reps they did so they did a really good job for us well this week you go on the road take on a team from 4a division one the la vega pirates it's your last non-district game on the schedule what do you need to see from your team on friday well i mean it's the thing we challenge week by week is you know the the season's broken up into three phases you've got your nine district and that's getting you prepped for district play and this is our last tune-up before we get ready to district play and our goal is to get better week by week and uh we've been doing that thus far so we've again the challenge this week is to go in and make sure that we're improving taking care of ourselves not not hurting ourselves and we've, we've got to get better in the penalty aspects we're giving up too many yards and penalties uh that's one thing we're, we've been emphasizing the last couple of weeks we've got to get better on but uh no doubt in a uh, stiff test against a uh, really really good la vega football team so it'll be good for our kids it's a good opportunity and good challenge for them this week ESPN Central Texas. Since 2001, Ross Insurance Agency has provided Central Texans with quality, reliable, and timely insurance services. An independent agency, Ross Insurance Agency writes personal, commercial, and life insurance policies, once for events, and also for long-term disability care. They believe values matter, and their relationships with clients span generations. They'll make sure you are covered. Ross Insurance Agency, 254-224-6430, and at Ross Insurance insuranceagencywaco.com the Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We treat you like family. New roads. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. It's almost fall. School has started. Pumpkin spice is everywhere. And football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, we do have to say goodnight. Baylor Coaches Show coming up. Coach Aranda, John Morris, and uh, generally we feature somebody like Michelle Leonard, Michael Woodson, the great tennis coach, Mike McGraw, one of my favorite guests from golf. Um, our man, uh, our man Jay from uh, women's golf, who's such a great guy and uh, does a tremendous job, and and uh, women are actually. I think wrapping things up today, they had a big tournament and um, that they were in, and they got a, that's a cool, that's a great team. Aaron, do you realize that our old friend, she's not old, but um, our buddy Gerline Core, who's now, I think, on the LPGA Tour or trying to get on, her younger sister, uh, it's Ashley Core, is on the Baylor team and one of the better players. And Rosie Belsham is back, uh, big-time player for the Bears. I think she is from Great Britain. And, I mean, they have uh, Silma, they have Oma, and they have Sarah Hasegawa, who's a great player. I mean, it's a totally stacked women's team that uh, Jay has again this year. All right, uh, Baylor Coaches Show coming up a little later. Aaron, appreciate you. Appreciate Drake Toll, who is on with us from 3 to 5. Everybody have a great night, and we'll see you back here tomorrow at 3 o'clock live from the Baylor Club. It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Now, here's the voice.